Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Chicken. I mean, there's probably ham on there somewhere. Something good for ya. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the something good for you podcast where each and every week we sift through the bullshit to find a little something good to give you each and every single week i am one of your two co-hosts alex stiff and across from me we've got captain nun man i need something good i've been in a fucking mood today (laughs) it feels like you've been in a fucking mood for the past week you know you you know uh how you just kind of hit a wall yeah. In life sometimes, whether it's work or something like that, I had one of those. <laughs> just having that hard week, like Monday just wasn't in, it's going in Tuesday, but it actually began on Sunday, which actually started last Friday. Yeah, right. that's about yeah. right. Because <laughs> seriously, like starting, I would actually say, yeah, because we don't really interact too much throughout the week, but th- starting even on the weekend, I can always tell with you, your eyes get really big when you're starting to get like antsy about yeah. something i'm just naturally anxious anyway yeah but sometimes but it's like a lot of times i can tell your mood depending on how big your eyes are at the moment <laughs> if you're fucking bug iron and i'm like oh boy tread light we might get sassy cap <laughs> oh man i can get sassy too <laughs> and with us we have jonathan golan Golian. Golian, thank Golian. you. I've, Go- I've looked at Goliath. that a million times and I'm just like, Jonathan Goliath. <laughs> he just Go with a- whatever, man. I just... He did just rip a, a beer cap off with his teeth. <laughs> he did, so... It's like Mongolian, maybe? <laughs> but you run an awesome uh, WordPress and Instagram page reporting from... 20XX. 20XX, thank you. I was going to say that's going to be the second thing I fuck up. This is a 2000XX, 20XX. I mean, however, it's like 20, it's direct reference from Mega Man games, um, yep. 20XX, so 20, whatever fucking number you want to put there. Gotcha. As I long saw, as it's two digits. I think I saw a hotel documentary that was called 20XXX. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's a completely different topic. <laughs> it's like, that sounds educational. <laughs> it was very informative, actually. <laughs> I learned a lot today, Mama. <laughs> learned a lot of things about Mega Man I didn't need to know. Well, talking, to, talking about shit weeks, uh, you brought this up earlier. I'm about sick and goddamn tired of Uber drivers in this fucking city. <laughs> they are everywhere. I hate them. I used to be one of them, and then I got out of the game, and I never looked back. So before I go into my rant, tell me about your side of things, though, being an Uber driver. What what are what are some of your horror stories or like just shitty situations? Because it seemed like you were very happy to get out of it, so it seemed like that was not led by oh. a decision of just, you know, I'm deciding to not do this anymore. Yeah, well, they advertise like, it's good money. I'm like, yeah, if you're out there all the time doing nothing else but that. And that's like, yeah. okay. Um, I was kind of just getting out of college, still a job searching, so I was like, okay, you know, I'll do this for a little while. A little while became a year. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Maybe not quite. I had like... You hustling. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. A little bit. Um, the worst times would be just during the week where you're like 
really looking for a ride or someone to pick you up and mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. And so you're sitting in your car forever, either the airport or over on the side of 7th Street or North Tryon. Yeah. And it's just like you're looking at the time and you're looking at all this time that you're not actually making money. Yeah. And when, when, did you, when were you doing that? About how long ago? Okay, so it was a little bit. It was during college and a little bit after. So I would say 2017, 2016, 2017. Man, you might be good hopping back into it because there are some fucking times I hit a call on that and it's like 10 minute wait. And it's like, and I'll be, and it's like, when I click it, it's like 10 minute and then it's like 12. Mm. You can't, you still can't searching, see it back into the monster, still man. searching. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Ah, whatever. Whatever. No. <laughs> you try. I was like, I, don't even know. I had like I used to bring like mints, waters, like candies during like Oh, you Valentine's were a pro. Day. I was awesome. Well see, I never <laughs> indulge in any of those. You don't drink water? Not while I'm in an Uber, no. I have a side story about an Uber experience I had in Kentucky where I went to uh, go to a, my best friend's wedding and uh, we went to the bar where they were all uh, pre gaming at and everything too. Got picked up by my Kentucky Uber driver with two ashtrays in his drink holders. Mm. <laughs> Full of cigarette butts. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, like, is this part of... I'm pretty sure Uber doesn't allow this, but I don't know what you're get, how you're getting away with this. <laughs> I think that's knowing your audience. Yeah. I think so. Maybe it's a location thing. Who knows? And Cap, you know yes, you sir. can move your microphone a little bit to I the know. side. I'm just want, I've been watching you this entire time just leaning sideways into it. I talk with my neck it. a lot. Well, you do. And I'm just yeah. like, it's fine if you want to like readjust, but he's like leaning sideways into it. I'm like, poor guy. He's going to get a crick in his neck by the time this episode ends. Eh, eh, <laughs> I'm dangling right now. So no, so you never really had any sort of like bad driving experiences with like a passenger or anything. Oh, I had a drunk in my car and actually <laughs> tried to take my driving stick in him and his boy. That was the longest four minute ride I've ever <laughs> what? done. I get him from like a house party over on Tybola. Right. Um him and two guys get in. He's talking to me the entire time. He's reaching over, trying to get at the sparkly Domino's driver that's right across from us. Um, brings his Bud Light in. I'm like, you got to throw that out. It's like, no. And I'm like, fucking okay, whatever. <laughs> How dare you? And it's just like, and I take, so the ride is from there over to Mumford. And it's the reason why I hate fucking Mumford. Other than all the. God. I don't want to say all the college kids because I've actually been over there. I enjoy myself, but it's when I'm with my group and I would never go and hang out across the street. No, I've been there a couple times with the folks that, that really like. No, yeah, no, that's, that's no. the crowd over there. It's definitely that. Yeah. You, was it? Uh, what's the what's the college that's, uh, that's over there? Is it? Uh, Talking about Queens. Queens College, yeah. Oh fuck! That's why I never went there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, people from UNCC go over there, too. I got a couple right. of decent rides out of that. But. I got cheap beer over there and shit, so. College kids. Oh, cheap beer. <laughs> Man, for the longest time, I never really fell into the whole, like, hearing about horror stories or whatnot about weird Uber drivers. Because most of the time, I always got mine either in the mornings, anywhere between 6.30 and 7.30, or after work, which was about 4.30 or 5.00. 
I never really used it too much at night because I didn't feel like really going out to a venue and then taking a $15 Uber drive all the way back because that's about how much it'd be from the milestone here. It's about 15, 16 bucks. And I'm just like, who? No. <laughs> no, especially that's, that's not on a surge. Especially not on a surge where it could be like 18 or 20. <laughs> so only recently, uh, like a few weeks ago, did I st- uh, take a few night trips where I needed to use an Uber. And I ran into some of the weirdest things fuckers <laughs> like there was this one that was like insistent i tell them what radio station to put it on oh my like God. legit insistent. He's, he's trying to he's trying to read through the playbook and go oh ask them what radio station they want what radio station uh-huh i don't have one what ra- sir i'm sorry what radio station because do here's you want? the thing is i i don't i try not I to be after this i try not to be that guy but Again, if I'm getting in an Uber, it's 6.30 in the morning. Last thing I want to do is have a full-fledged conversation. I'm going to acknowledge you. And I will, every single time, I'm like, hello, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, I hope you're doing good, too. And that's about like where that's I like That's all I want out of it. my Uber drivers, too. That's uh, about where I end it, you know? Especially early in the morning. Later in the evening, especially if I'm in a good mood, I might carry on a little conversation if you start something. But if you're quiet, I'm certainly not going to start anything up. I'm cool with being quiet, too. But, again, just so insistent on just like, so pick a radio station. I'm not really into it because again, I'm not wanting to conversate. And if I have to, cause I'm going to have to go, I don't even listen to the radio. Oh, why don't you listen to the radio? Mm-hmm. Boom. Now I'm in a fucking <laughs> <No>. conversation. <laughs> and that's not where I want to be. I've so had, I'm just trying to sidestep this whole fucking spiral. Thing. It is. <laughs> I've had one of those before where like the dude wanted to know everything. It's like, how long have you been in Charlotte? Oh, where do you live? Oh, where do you work? Oh, well, what's your phone number? Oh, what's your favorite color? I'm sitting there going like, dude. <laughs> it's it's a lot of, in any facet of life, you have to feel like your audience. If you don't, if they don't want to talk to you, you feel that out. It's just like, all right, I'm going to get us there. Yeah. I'm gonna t- you mind if I turn up the radio? Oh, no, it's fine. Okay, cool. And then I don't fucking talk anymore. Okay. And, so, and that's my thing is that that's, I try to be the coolest Uber rider ever because I'm not going to talk your ear off, especially because a lot of the areas I got to go to, we got to get on the interstate. I'm not going to talk to you while we're on the fucking interstate. I want you concentrating on where the hell you're going. Mm -hmm. So, hey, is the air cool with you? Yeah, I'm great, man. Thanks. However, you fucking had it in the car is cool with me. I don't care. You're chauffeuring my ass essentially somewhere. I'm cool. You can be listening to whatever the fuck you want as loud as fuck as you want. Blasting whatever air. I don't care. Just get me there. You got a nice tip. Great. Have a good day. (laughs) To play devil's advocate, not everyone's like that. And so people like, can right. I put it? Can I? Can I put in my aux cable? I'm sorry, this is a 2007 <laughs> Kia Sorento. I don't have aux. People have the uh. audacity to fucking ask about an aux cable. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. Why? It's not their fucking car. Because it's their service. They paid for it and they got in your car, which is unfortunate for them. But it's also unfortunate (laughs) for you because now they won't leave until you get them to where they're going. See, and that's what annoys me is that sort of mentality on it. Because I've always viewed it as I'm paying you for the privilege of riding in your car. That's the way I've always seen is that's the Uber fee is I'm paying for the privilege to ride in your car. I sit in my car. So I'm paying you a few bucks as a thank you for letting me ride in your car and you're taking me somewhere. 
that's that's the way Uber and Lyft and all those ride shares should be looked at because you're not technically a taxi. Yeah, but you're not entitled, so... Well, but that's what I'm saying is people need to fucking drop Especially their shit. Especially college kids, which is a lot of the fares that come from Uber, Lyft, uh, at least in university, yeah, which is where I used right, to live. Right, right. I'm sure like they were, that was obnoxious after a minute. Don't slam my door. <laughs> <laughs> No, Fuck, my, okay. See, I, I can get over the talkative driver. The thing that got me this morning is the fuckers that can't read a GPS. Oh, my God. So, Cap, never become an Uber driver. <laughs> I still want to <laughs> We need to get to your story, but do you, do you want to rattle on or you want to... This is just how we do it. We just co- coexist oh, yeah. in our own conversations. We'll oh, talk right. at the same time. I don't give a shit. Pretty much. <laughs> no, just, we're so I, professional. No, just people that can't read a, a GPS to save their life because girl drove past while I'm holding up the little neon sign that they provide on the app for right. areas that are hard to find. Still zooms right past, calls me to oh, say, wow. hey, you had your color thing up? I'm like, yes, I did. She goes, well, where are you? Now, that's a loaded question, because I don't know exactly where you are. Well, where are you, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. So she's going, I'm on Briar Creek. Now, Briar Creek is a long fucking road that spans where I live. So I'm like, okay, where exactly are you? She's like, well, I'm on Briar Creek and this road. And I have no idea what she's talking about. And right as I'm about to say, it's the sign that says this with the number clearly posted as this, I noticed this car right at the peak of the driveway just sitting there. And it's kind of a yellowish car. And I remember a yellow car on the fucking app. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, and I literally go, if you're the one holding up traffic, then yes, this is where you make a right. Wait, you actually said that? Yes. Because, nice. Because she was just sitting there for like a good four or five seconds before I made this comment. And I'm like, if you're the one just sitting there holding up traffic because she's going, do I make a left here? And what's annoying is that she had her GPS pulled up. Instead of being on the phone with me, she would see that she makes a right. <laughs> So she's going, I make a left here. And I'm like, no, you make a right where the sign is. <laughs> if you're the one holding up traffic, yes, make a right. So she gets in there. And now if you make a left out of here, you're going to run into neighborhood traffic. Okay. If you make a right out of here, you're going to run into a minute of interstate traffic. Now I've lived in this location for two years. I've gone to work. Nine to five, Monday through Friday, for two years over here. I know what traffic is like. Trust me, after you get off that exit and get into traffic just a little bit, it speeds up because people just don't know how to fucking merge in this city. So, they really don't. So, that, yeah, no. So yeah. you've got a quarter mile of merger backup traffic. But after you get through that... It's smooth sailing again, especially where I'm going. You avoid all fucking exits the rest of the way. No more exits until you get to like kind of a pop off location that's like far away from traffic. So it's a fucking smooth ride after like maybe two minutes of traffic. So she's pulling out and goes, oh, traffic's just horrible today and pops a left. And I'm like. You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Motherfucker. And at this point, 
I'm now weighing all the options because the GPS is literally yelling at her to make U-turns. So I'm sitting here going, okay, so maybe that's just going to redirect her well enough and I won't have to say anything. Because if I have to say something, then I'm going to have to go into the whole diatribe I just went into with you of no trust me after the merger traffic, yada, yada, yada. I don't feel like getting into that. It's early in the morning. <laughs> so I'm going, okay, let's just see what happens. Ignores it, ignores it, ignores it. And finally, it just goes, all right, bitch, go this way then. So she starts following that. And sure enough, there's a fucking wreck. And we're in traffic. And now I'm just sitting here. And she's sitting here going, ah, yep, fucking traffic. And I'm like, yep. And if we had just <laughs> gone through the other way, we would have been fine. And then to top it all off, after I make my little ranty bitchy status on Facebook, to top it all off, where I work is in the middle of almost fucking nowhere on this street, okay? There's like barely any neighboring buildings, okay? It's separated by a good distance. So it clearly shows that on the GPS. So she's pulling up and she's about maybe three entrance ways away. And she goes, which one is that? I said, it's going to be just a little further down. She goes, okay. We finally passed the second to the last one. I go, it's the next one on the left. Now she goes, on the left? Mind you, there's a fucking interstate with a rail to the right of us. (laughs) So I'm like, yes, the next one on the left. I say, yes, the next one on the left. She misses the first entrance. And I'm like, okay. She's about to miss the second entrance. And I go... This one right here. And she slams on the brace. She goes, what? I said, this Jesus. one right here. She goes, oh, you didn't say anything. I'm like, oh my God. I know I did. I know I did. <laughs> I can't wait. Till, oh, this hurts. I can't wait till Alex gets a car. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We're going to run out of content for the podcast. <laughs> no, because then you'll be bitching about other drivers like, motherfucker, and get road rage. Well, I already know other drivers are sons of bitches. Especially in this fucking town. But I know I won't be missing fucking easy turns where the GPS clearly lands you. Urgh, it gets all over me. Is that a... I don't know, man. You know you're right from your left? Yes. That's, it's tricky. I know. Is there more? That was about it. <laughs> I'm expecting more. I just, I just came into work fuming and I sent like screenshots of like the time I called and like the route and everything. Sent it to my boss like a few <laughs> miles away. I'm like proof. I'm not just a late son of a bitch. And he commented and he replied back. He's like, ha ha ha. You're fine. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I don't actually care, but however, no, he genuinely does care. Like if I, like if I'm just a few minutes late, it's like, you're late. I'm like, fucker. I take the bus. I said, are you really getting on to me for that? I said, I take the bus and then I walk a half mile down here. Are you really getting on to me about that right now? <laughs> it's like, stop your bitching, goddamn it. Yeah. Well, Cap's already pulled up his phone, so apparently fuck John and what he does. And, you know. Oh, I just he, had that. oh we can always go back to this. Like, it's sitting in front of me. Cap, <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw your face. I'm fucking with you. Oh, no. <laughs> I was actually curious why he's pulling up. I was like, okay. Well. I don't know, Well, man. no, John, real quick, uh, because I... Yep. Semi pitch. No, that's fine. Take a drink. No, let's go. Take, take, take you two of them. Oh, all right. <laughs> because uh, I gave you a quick elevator pitch earlier today. I hadn't even. I semi. You semi know about this. I think I, I told you one time. But a segment I would like to do on the show. Uh, 
earlier on is because since you do run the uh, WordPress and the Instagram page where you basically do a shit ton of promotion for the Charlotte scene, both in the gaming and music world, that we would start the show off with a quick little rundown of maybe some Friday, Saturday, possibly Sunday stuff going around in Charlotte, North Carolina that folks might be interested in. Well, 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 well. Thank you for tuning in to the latest Something Good For You podcast episode. My name is Johnny, and you already know what it is if you listen in, because Report for 20XX is going to be invading Something Good For You to give you a little something extra for your weekend. We're a little short on time, so I'm going to have to give it to you quick and straight with some highlights for the weekend. Starting with Thursday, the Mongos are going to be releasing their new EP over at Heist Brewing, along with Future Fred. Two brand new groups to the area, over 2019, have been doing a lot of good work. So go and check them out. Doors open at 9 p.m., no cover. Completely free. What have you got to lose? Next, we got Courtney Lynn and Quinn, some of the darlings of Charlotte's scene. They sprouted all over 2019, and they are going back to where it all began. Starting at 9 p.m., go and check them out. Give their new release a little love. As well as the body bags, by the way are going to be releasing their EP over on Spotify starting when you wake up in the morning. So you're listening to this when you wake up? Go and check them out. Go give them a listen. Should be on Spotify, should be on Bandcamp, should be on everything streaming across the networks. Finally, we have Rapid Fire Fest over the Milestone, a three-day metal concert with all sorts of faces and names from Charlotte and beyond. Go and give them some love. One of our oldest and more most treasured venues in the Charlotte area. What can I say? That's all that I've got for you to this week. Stay tuned next week for something a little extra good for you. Can't wait to see you then. So if you tune in here, I can give you a lowdown. You also go to my WordPress, Instagram, anywhere that I decide that I'm going to post that day. We also have a Twitter. We I'm actually kind of all over the place, but... It's yeah, really like, where can I throw a dart? Where are you going to see me? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm down. Tune in here <laughs> before Excellent. each episode, and I will have a lowdown of what's going on during that week. Yes. And if Alex isn't putting out an episode, I'm going to badger him till he actually does something, <laughs> and we'll get we'll something see, on the road. Well, see, here's the thing. If I wind up not recording an episode, because you're going to have to send me audio file anyway, because I want you actually talking in it. Okay. So, so, so we're just going to gonna cut away to a segment, and I'm going to throw some background music under you, you know, produce it up for you, Ooh. all that good stuff. So... Even if we don't record an episode, I still want you to send that shit in. I'll still put it up on the feed, and, be, and it'll still be the reporting from 20XX Minute. Okay, <laughs> I, I kind of like that. So even if there's not an episode that goes up, you'll, your content will still pop up for the people still subscribe to us. That way they still stay in the know. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Especially in this but, but we're getting Actually, pretty. Good, but we're getting pretty good on not doing episodes anymore. You are. You are. I mean, this is 50, this would be 52. Yeah, two weeks in a year, you have a year's worth. We did 52 episodes. Or yeah, uh, we, we yeah. only missed maybe about three or four throughout the year. And we've only been doing this just over a year. Yeah. yeah. And especially because we even took a little bit of time off for Christmas. Yeah. So I started then. listening to you guys after we talked at the Milestone show, the mm -hmm. uh, Benefit for Battleship. That's yep. right. And I started with the later episodes, and then I went to the very first, the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's an interesting transition. I haven't hit that middle part yet, but I'm waiting for it. <laughs> well, see, as you saw, we actually started out with a lot more like segments and shit like that. But it's like, 
don't know. After a while, it felt like because we always had something to fall back on, it felt like we were almost cutting some of the conversations short because it felt like we had something to get to. Right. Where now, if it's a little bit more, whatever, unscripted, you know, flying by the seat of our pants, conversational, mm-hmm. it almost feels like the uh, the episodes have been a bit more fun for me. Definitely a little bit more relaxed and just kind of like just off the cuff. And I mean, hell, we, we still have the phone number, voicemail right. hotline. So if you want to bitch at us. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, we, we still have that, but it's like we barely promote it because it's like, you know, we, we're always going to have that, but it's like that's really going to come and play, you know, when we, when we wind up reaching a larger audience because we want right. a lot of audience participation. You know, we had that up there that way people can call in, you know, give an idea, this, that, and the other, you know. With the listenership that we had, especially early on, we weren't promoting a phone number every week just for people not to call it, you know, especially yeah. if we wanted it to be a weekly segment, you know, that way we could, you know, interact with our listeners. So, you know, and that's just the case because especially with our friends, they would tell us about stuff and we're just like, call the hotline. And we're like, and they're like, <laughs> so much. we're like, okay, we get it. People are listening, but they just don't feel comfortable calling the line. So we just got to reach a more broader fan base. That isn't our direct friends listening yet. Just, just got to keep hitting at it, man. Of course, of course. But it's always in the show notes. It's always available. Um, I still get email alerts when the spam callers reach it because it's the phone number posted online. So I get telemarketer calls to it. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, are you trying to repay your college loans, or is your auto insurance expiring? Or uh, let me think here: Has your social security number been hijacked, dude? I've got a couple I, of those. I get phone calls weekly from people calling about my extended warranty on my car, and yeah. every time they're like, I. I, I answer through and finally I stopped receiving them. I, I, I was a little exaggerated on that. They legit have stopped within the past few months because I would answer through and they would be like, can you confirm the make and model of your car? And I'm like, can you confirm the make and model of my car? I said, you're uh, calling me. Switch your Yeah. <laughs> and, I was like, and they're like, uh, I'm like, what's my name by the way? And they click <laughs> mm, uh, mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. would never address me by my name. And I'm just like, and what's my name, by the way? If you've got my phone number, I said, that means you should have all my information and you're calling about my extended warranty. You should have my info. What's my name? What's my fucking car? Click. <laughs> mm. That, and I get fucking phone calls from a Canadian pharmacy. Get what? <laughs> yeah, How? selling Viagra. Like, Canadian pharmacy selling Viagra. And it's what? always like some fucking Indian dude. They're like, Hello, this is and like, oh, and Siri- it's not a Canadian voice. Damn it. No! And they're always like, Hello, is this Bill? I'm like, no. You, okay, wait, Every wait, wait, time, wait, wait, I'm like, on. no, it's not. But we have your Viagra pills, Bill. <laughs> but yeah, oh. But did you see if you get them at a lower price? Or, and like, you can sell them kind of on the side? Uh, we'll see. I mean, like, are you looking at the business aspects about this? Like, I would go not on. Like to get, I would not like to get that reputation. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but no, I, those, those are really the only telemarketer calls I get, though, are the fucking insurance ones, which they finally slowed down and, and stopped within the past month or so. And this fucking Canadian pharmacy Viagra pushers. I'm sick of that shit. Would you like some boner pills? They've been calling me for years, and I'm so <laughs> tired of it. I've like, I have cussed out so many of them. I have told so many of them, do not answer. I've pressed zero just to get like, and it's like, and a few of them are automated. So I'm just like, you know, and I've tried, and a few of them I've been nice to like, 
yeah, I'm sorry. This And it's not even for me. They're not even addressing me by Alex. It's Bill or John or someone <laughs> else. It's not me. Is there a nickname that you have that you're not aware of? Maybe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just, just be like, hey, do you like podcasts? You want you want uh, sponsors for a show? <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Viagra pills. <laughs> that's the, what it's, it's called. It's the new blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder than rock. <laughs> eh? <laughs> harder than a rock. <laughs> oh, what is this a boot? <laughs> it's harder than a beaver's tail. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I Damn. I can't say that much because I actually have a couple of Canadian artists that came through Snug Harbor and it's like, <laughs> they might listen to this one and they'd be like, what the fuck, John? <laughs> <laughs> well, to segue back off uh, telemarketer calls, um, you when you did that little pitch there talking to the audience, you absolutely had a radio voice. Have you had any history in radio or anything? Oh, yeah, dude. I had my own uh, radio show over at UNCC and then I actually had – I have – one and a half episodes of a podcast. Oh, right on. <laughs> I kind of just didn't because we would go on for, okay, so something good for you usually tops out at about hour and a half, hour 40. Yeah. Well, sometimes we go about like, it. Go ahead. I was going to say, sometimes we'll clock in the two and a half hour ones. The first episode we did was two and a half hours, and I was like, I don't know how to clean this up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did it. Um, I mean, it was... And my friend's going to listen to this at some point. Um, so Maverick Hour was over the thing over UNCC, mm-hmm. made into a podcast for 20XX. And I loved, I hated listening to myself, and then I liked listening to myself and everyone else. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was a really good product. And then, I don't know, like I got myself into like a nervous wreck every time I made the podcast, which is kind of why I started to back off of it. What about you was making you a nervous wreck on it? I don't know. Just like producing, putting it together. It's like time constraints. And then yeah. also just, I don't know. And I, around I what folded. year was that? I'm, that was last year. Were you still going okay. to school too? or? No, I was out of school. Gotcha. But. No, because I can understand that, uh, because especially early on, uh, especially because you said you listened to those early ones when we were talking about Fifth Man Radio, which you really wanted to do a deep dive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was just Cap and our uh, uh, studio guy Steve, and uh, they just had their own like whatever the fuck show, and it was yeah. Nuts. We just I just wanted to have uh, Steve on just to bullshit on the mic, and because uh, he it, had stories and he got about all of them out. Yeah, <laughs> it derailed pretty quick. <laughs> so that, that's a nice little time capsule. It's a lot, lot of uh, learning curves in putting this together, so oh, yeah. I can understand how daunting it can and, be. And those episodes were highly edited. Uh, like there was a lot of dead air cut. There was a lot of stories cut and rearranged to make more sense. There was a lot more producing on that side. Cap's brother was doing a lot right. of, like, and a lot of on that. just a lot of off the cuff bullshit, really. And then when something good for you started, it wound up being I was directing William on the edits. His brother, I would send him notes. I would listen to the raw file. I'd send him notes, and it, because I didn't feel like I had time to edit, I was like I wanted to be part of a podcast, but that was the thing. I was like I just don't have time to edit. But then I found myself taking more time making these notes to send to him <laughs> than I would be actually just fucking doing it my fucking self. So finally, I was just like, I'll do this one. And I edited one. And I was like, fuck. All right. I knocked this out in like two days. Why not? I'll, I'll just start doing them now. Then once I started editing them, I was like, shit. And Fifth Man Radio was slowly devolving. I was like, shit. 
all right, let's do our own show. And Cap's like, yay! Because <laughs> he's well, been wanting to do one forever. And you kind of got the bug a little bit while we were doing uh, Fifth Man Radio anyway. Yeah, because it was devolving. And I'm like, come on, Steve. I'm starting to have fun now. <laughs> Don't get me hooked on this. And then, like, fall by the wayside. Don't do this now. <laughs> yep. So I was like, Basically. fuck it. We're, and, and I was just like, fuck it. We'll just do our own show in addition to... And I was like, it'll just be the two of us. We were recording it on our phones. Yeah, and just to get the just to get the bug out and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? and then like an episode or two later, he was like, I bought this, and it was the Zoom recorder. I was like, all right, we're doing this for real then. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and those early ones, I was still doing the same thing. I was agonizing over it, doing those small little clips here and there, like, oh, God, weird dead space here, there, there, especially with Mikey. It's like I was cutting like huge portions, so it'd be like, you know, a lot more, you know, streamlined. And it was for good reason because he's really grown into this he didn't he was not quick oh no it. the difference between the beginning of the episodes and the like the, the recent episodes night and day oh yeah so it took a while for him to kind of you know fall into it and kind of get used to it so i was kind of helping him out by you know doing those cuts so he you know helped him out some but as time went on I just slowly started not doing as many, as many, as many. And I started liking just kind of the raw episodes that were just coming out from it. So even on this one, I mean, I'll probably have a few little clips here and there simply for, you know, segment cuts or whatnot. But that's really going to be about it. I like having the raw episodes as are. As are. As are. As are. As, are. as is. Gaff- and that was the other thing, too. Gaffney, South Carolina. <laughs> and that was the other thing, too, is... There were some moments where I wound up cutting like a verbal slip up because we felt like we needed to be super professional about it. But now we'll have a verbal slip up and we'll call each other on it. Oh, and, okay. it's, and it feels like it's a more fun experience now. Because it because I trip over my Tennessee accent all the goddamn time, too. Mm-hmm. And I forget stupid shit and I'll call, call things by different names all the damn time. And so <laughs> oh, you guys saw me earlier just like, oh, brain fart. Got to load that information right back in. I'm like, oh, yeah. I find, yeah. especially with doing all the listings, I find myself doing it all the time. Like, I had a thought. It went that way. Where the fuck did it go? Yeah. <laughs> and I will, and honestly, that's the only edits I'll do to a show is if I feel like the conversation trailed off and it just didn't trail off well, I'll find a good point in which it kind of stopped on a good laughing note and then I'll cut everything from there to where I know it's going to progress on. But sometimes that'll only be like two minutes of a conversation where it's like, maybe we'll try pushing something that didn't start. And it's like, all right, well anyway, <laughs> yeah. what was the name of your radio show? Maverick hour, Maverick hour. Was it, was that a kind of uh, as far as the idea and the concept, was it basically the same as what you're doing right now? Or is that kind of evolved over time or is uh, the... it's still kind of the, st- well, okay. The, the radio show was more like gaming based. I would still do like a little pitch here or so far as listings, like, okay, we want to talk about this. Let's talk about what, let's say, um, set play was doing something. Set plays, uh, a thing run in Charlotte by a guy, um, Alonzo Cunningham. Yeah. So me and him was like, Hey, you know, what are you doing with this? Oh, I'm doing this. And it's just kind of going back and forth a little bit. Um, and that's kind of how, like, a lot of the episodes progress. And we, it would just, it would be kind of like this, natural. Some things I'd kind of like, eh, probably shouldn't put that out because we might get a negative view. So <laughs> that out. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one ever said anything, but it was just like, I know. <laughs> I think we were a little more careful on that in the early days. I think so. But then we kind of fell into the groove of what naturally we wanted to and not to say. 
and I don't know what kind of got you wanting to do the more promotions thing instead of pursuing more of the podcast. What made you feel like doing the? Well, I was doing the promotions thing when I was doing the podcast. Right. Got like, it. Like I've been doing the promotions thing for since. Um, me and a couple friends lived over in Halton Park, which is right next to UNCC. Well, got what got you even wanting to do that? Or did it just kind of spawn from doing the radio show? It spawned from, I wanted to fill some space on my WordPress page. I'm like, okay, you know, what's what's something I could do? It's like, you know what? I wrote, I did stuff over at um, Niner Times over at UNCC. I wrote for the paper. I did reviews, game, mm-hmm. music, went out to shows, report on that. I didn't get into photography around that time, but... That kind of grew on me as I've been doing See, this. He just does it all, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I literally do it all. It's fun. It's taxing. <laughs> I hear you. Um, Trust yeah, me, you're I preaching just, to the choir right now. I wanted to fill space, and then on, in our apartment on the wall, like remember when we had the calendar, I was like, okay. Uh, my roommate, Alex, wanted to, or she wants to go out and do things. She wants to get out of the apartment. I'm like, okay, I'm going to print this out, put it on the wall, and I'm going to do it on a weekly basis. So for a while, it's like, hey, I want to go and hang out with this person. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. She kind of didn't really go out and do that. And she was, she's her own animal. She's good people, but yeah. she's an individual. Um, but I did that for that, and then I stopped doing it, and then I did it again. But yeah. I just kind of kept doing it on a weekly basis. For a while, it was like, okay, this is a chore, and then I got really into it, and now I'm like, I can just... Now you're just used I to can it. Just kinda, I'm used to it. Like, I can just... I put I put together a, a listing every day. I try to do it in one swoop, because... You're working on it, like, as we were setting up today and everything, too. Yeah, just the yeah. weekend listing, which... <laughs> thank you, by the way, because now I don't yeah. have to do that on Friday. Yes. <laughs> See, I may have thrown a little bit more work on you, but essentially, all you gotta do is just bump it, like, swap it a few days. Plus, again, if we're just going to keep it, you know, just a quick little segment thing, we'll just kind of focus on, you know, the main music venues of the listenership that we're, you know, currently, you know, that listen, like Milestone, Amos's. And that's a tricky Music thing Factory too. area, right. Tommy's. I'm trying to figure out, it's like, okay, what do I need to include? What do I not need to include? Yeah. So for a, for a while, I was doing, oh, Spectrum, PNC Arena. Guess who goes to Spectrum PNC Arena? All of the old bands that we remember. Like I, I kiss. Yeah, yeah. PNC like, Arena. Just, just, um, Hootie and the Blowfish. PNC Arena. Yep. Just Live this Nation year. does all the work for that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So uh, you don't need my promotions. No. I I try to keep everything I do ground level because it's the artists in Charlotte and it's everyone that comes in that I feel like deserves the attention. People at the ground level working their way up. People that have gotten a little bit above, but still, you know, they could use that. And I love it when people come to visit Charlotte because we are a music town. Yeah, and we are, but it's like a lot of people don't recognize that. And that's and a it's kind of hard to like, recognize that, especially with what the city does with the arts in this city, because in this town. I was saying earlier, I have seen probably literally every form of music ever in this town, for better for better or worse. But, <laughs> but no, it's because we have so many venues in town that will let anybody get up and play and all these open mics and everything, too. There is a cultural hodgepodge music-wise here, for sure. There is, and it, and it just feels like a little bit of a contradiction, because it's like we do have so many smaller venues that allow so many different kinds of artists, you know, to spread their wings and do their stuff like Tommy's snug, you know, milestone. And, 
but then they'll do stuff like, you know, tear down Tremont, you know, and then, you know, not let chop shop, chop shop, double door in. So it's like, there, there's yeah. so many others that'll get the ax and it's by the city. So it's like, it's one of those situations where it's like the city acts like it's, it wants to, you know, support the arts yet. You keep driving the arts out. And, and a lot of these places, uh, there's a lot of places that'll just kind of like start becoming a venue and, like a tattoo shop or like a deli or something like that. We'll start like hosting like live music and stuff are, like are that. Are you talking to to about, I don't know, um, Rhino's Deli and... Right. Yeah, I was not thinking of Rhino's, <laughs> but they do the same thing too, don't they? Yeah. What, what was the first one that you said? Oh, I mean like, I was talking, I'm just kind of like, I'm not naming names, but I was kind of naming off like, you know, spots that are like becoming venues that you wouldn't normally see become venues and stuff like that. And there's like these tiny little places because all these venues are being torn down and being replaced by condos. I mean, it's good to see the city Oof. like try to, you know, put their best foot, try to, you know, have places to play for bands to come through. Like yeah. even you see a lot more house shows come up in Charlotte now these days, too. Yeah. Um, I actually work with a label, uh, Who Knows Records. Oh, yeah. And they're they're underground. A lot of, um, I would say, a lot of young kids, but it's like, nah, these these guys have their heads together. They're trying to do something positive and their message is like, Hey, come in, come enjoy some music. Yeah. Come bring your arts. If you want to play with us, they do rap shows, they do rock shows. This is a spot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally digging. I like it. Um, but they do it for good cause. Like we don't want anyone like our age or under, like we grew up, get, get out of drugs, get into music, come yeah. hang out with us. Like bring your friends, bring your friends, friends, like, it's not just for us. And it, I vibe with that message because that's kind of what I do. I'm like, I'm not exactly. doing this for, I don't put my face anywhere. You're never going to see my face on Instagram. I don't care how much you want to see me, but it's I'll put on so a mask. pretty. See, I was going to ask what that was that you brought in, oh, that, you, what that was about. I saw the uh, promotion last week for um, Jared the Body Bags. So I'm like, okay, if he takes a photo of me, I'm putting on this mask. <laughs> So so is it, so is that kind of a thing that you've done? Is you don't it's, want to show your it's face? It's more on like Instagram, okay. Least. So I say we, mm-hmm. and if you ever listen to this, go back to my Instagram posts, and you will see it's like I don't ever say I. I don't ever use I mm-hmm. because it's not I. It's we. I don't want you to know who I am. <laughs> I want you to be mystified at the venues so, to figure out who is that? Who so, is this guy? He could be here. In any time, which saves my ass, by the way. Well, <laughs> side, well, well, side note: Do we need to bleep your name at the beginning of the episode? Then do we need to re- tweak your all of your uh, Facebook pages? And- <laughs> yeah, because, no. because because there's so many because times you technically like- already posted one photo with me in it, <laughs> but at the same time, it was a group photo. It's like. He could be anywhere. I know, but like on Facebook, I'm like, photos by reporting from 20XX slash Jonathan. You know what? If if people are paying attention to that, then they're also going to the shows and they also see me there. But if they're not, then maybe you should be going to more shows. (laughs) Photoshop the mask on all the group photos we have. (laughs) Oh, if you... That would be awesome. But (laughs) I don't do it. Um... But yeah, so on on a more serious note, like I do it, I don't put my face anywhere on my social media because it's not about me. It's about the artists. It's about the groups. And I, I post a, I, I don't. 
God, there was one of the techs that I was working with at my uh, day job today. It said, DJ Cowred's like, yeah, he doesn't produce any music. He just goes on like tracks and goes, this is the best. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to. He was just like, yeah, he's famous for basically doing nothing. And I'm like, well, he's promoting people. And it's like, well, that's what you do. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> okay, like I'm okay being whatever as long as it's me, but I'm not taking away from anyone that actually produces art because like, I mean, you guys are the kind of like the real stars. Sorry, but we're but nobody's a star without a good team behind it either. That's true. And and the weird thing with us is we kind of cross pollinate. It's like we we do the creation on few sides because it's like even though we may not we okay may not we definitely don't go as in depth as you do you know when it comes to promotions and different shows and you know this that and the other but it's like you know when we have our friends on you know we definitely promote their shit you know it's yeah. like we're doing with you now and you know we always promote our own stuff at the end and kelsey stuff or any of like our you know label mate band shows this that and the other kelsey i'm coming to buy a shirt i'm sorry for not coming to the one show i will be there i would save me a large black shirt please <laughs> friday december 20th at snug harbor you can come see us play play there the, you and our listeners is that your kelsey voice that's my announcer voice oh I've wow watching, i've been watching too much uh, that 70s show i think fez just craw- crawled into my headspace there for a second oh man but, but uh the thing about the media in this town too is that there's no like local radio promoting any local events or anything like that either. I mean, you have like your I, newspapers, I and to, you have um, one of the guys. I think it was the uh, vocalist from Wine Pride at it was maybe a week or so. Yeah, it was about a week ago, week and some change ago. Right. Uh, business mm-hmm. people were playing their finale show over at the Vigilant Theater. Wait, business people are done. Business people are yeah, they're retiring the name. Like they have one show. At Snug. Um, Damn. End of the month, so you should go check them there. I definitely should. But they're retiring the name because Hyatt's, you know, he's... People just kind Actually, of... Actually, should I be putting their business on here? I don't know. Yeah, you, you I, know, I, don't know I don't know them. Okay, so... I know the drummer, and that's about more it. More or less, like, good group. They love each other. They've been doing this for a good decade or so, and they're kind of moving on. They're still working on projects, and they'll yeah. still get together occasionally, they're but... They're just moving on. More or less, they're trying to do for themselves, and I respect that. And they had a really good final show, which I need to post the concert <laughs> videos and photography for, but we're not going to talk about that. Shout out to business people. I, I mean, like, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just they're they're good. Like they're Nick's good people, Anthony's good people, Hyatt's good people, yeah, Connor's good An- people. Anthony's who I know pretty well. I still just Google that cap. Shouts out the fact that we're shouting out. (laughs) That's cool. I mean, like, no, that's when you guys talked about like scene drama. I'm like, what scene drama? Like, since I've been here, I haven't seen any bands beefing with anybody, anyone beefing with it, except for Thomas Street Tavern. But you know what? You don't know who I am. See, I don't even know anything about that. And I used to go there on, well, not used to. I kind of go there on a regular basis still. God, who was it? I think it was, um, I can't remember the band's name, but they told me that they weren't the venue themselves had like laughed at some iPhones like, Oh, you didn't bring your own mic? Ha ha ha. It's just like, what are you talking about? You provide the mic, you provide the stage, you have an open mic. Why don't you provide some of the audio gear? <laughs> it's not open court. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> open so mic night, bring your own mic. <laughs> 
Ah, it tears me up about that. Just knowing that about the place, like, or someone made a joke about that, like a local artist trying to bring some people in. It's just like, come on. <laughs> um, I went on a rant. I can forgot what I was talking about. Oh, we were talking about business people, and they'll get back together. Everybody's getting back together. Well, I mean, they just they'll come back together under uh, the guys will come back. However, they come back, it is same name, different name, but they're still doing their thing. I mean, like Hyatt's still in Kang, so. Anthony still kind of gets around and plays drums with everybody, too, doesn't he? Yeah. I actually haven't seen him play drums with anybody else, but I'd love to see that. He's good. There, there, there's a segue I can't pass up. I felt Cap pitch it, and I, I, now, I have oh, I know to, it. I, now I have to serve oh, it. Well, fucking no. talking about well, I reunions. Gonna, well, I was, well, I was going to ask you, John, are you excited about the Rage Against the Machine reunion, the My Chemical Romance reunion, the fucking Black Crows, Black Crows reunion? That's Possible happening Motley now. Crew. Why? ACDC. I went to their... We, you guys talk about farewell all right. shows all the time. I went to the Motley Crue farewell show. They're done. Just They're kidding. done. No, They're done. Uh, wrong. Not not according uh, to uh, alternativenation.net. Oh, God. <laughs> so that's what you were digging okay. on your phone. Okay, oh, oh, now okay. we know. Okay, so not just alternativenation.net like, because they are clickbaity as fuck, but there, there has been multiple... Pull it back just, up. Well, this, this, these aren't like <laughs> I'm not saying to close it either. That's, this is that's like what I was about to give some context because Alternative Nation. I was just giving context for the listeners. They are extremely clickbaity, but there are so many. There have been many reports that of this rumor from a few other places. But go ahead, Cap. But yeah, I mean, just because the the dirt picked up and got some fucking uh, traction, there of course the offers are being thrown out for reunion shows and stuff like that. Uh, but a rumor has started. Uh, along with it, that is that's the thing about this article too. Is like a lot of like humorous, clickbaity kind of shit too. Where like a rumor stated that there are some holdups blocking this uh, mentioned tour, including attention, tensions between Tommy Lee and Vince Neil, a request for Vince Neil to lose forty pounds and get treatment, and a demand for Tommy Lee to go to rehab. Uh, Good Steven, luck. Yeah, really. Yeah. And uh, Eddie Trunk tweeted on the same day, hearing all kinds of news from many sources about several soon-to-be-announced bands reuniting, retired bands coming back, broken-up bands getting back together. Literally everyone is on tour, or will be, as it seems. It is all you read about these days. But yeah, Motley Crue's getting back together, all these bands that we named. The reunion tour is just not sacred anymore. It's it The really farewell is. tour, you mean. Farewell. Well, they'll become Re- farewell tour. Well, they'll become reunion tours. These farewell tours just... All right, there's a lot of bands. I was gonna the, say, which one is uh, which one, chicken or the egg? Which one is the so, one that's uh, becoming less sacred, the farewell tour or the reunion tour? I don't know. Like, there's there's certain bands I'm like reunion tour. I can see like My Chemical Romance. I'm psyched because I'm a big fan of. But Black that's Parade. a but still a relatively like I say young band. I guess they're in their 40s. yeah. It's I mean like what uh, Jared Way's he might be in his 30s. He might be in his late 30s. Yeah, but that yeah that was like 20. 15 years ago at this point so like right now is the time for them to get back together and draw big money Rage Against Machine is going to reunite and you know with the political climate uh, gain traction as well too and just pack places but I think the only like the fair there's no such thing as a farewell tour anymore either like Slayer's still on their second leg of their tour although I think that's more legit than than a lot of them but there's been a lot of bands that have like said hey we're gonna uh, retire after this tour and but then you hear about Two months later, they just like keep going. Like the Scorpions, Judas Priest, Leonard Skinner, they all go out promote these farewell tours. Mm-hmm. But then about a year or two deep mm-hmm. into it, they're just like, "Oh, just kidding. We're just gonna keep going until we, uh, you know, get tired of doing whatever." Because like 
Leonard Skinner promoted the hell out of their uh, farewell tour, uh, I guess it was two years ago now at this point. And then all of a sudden listened to a radio uh, interview with their guitar player, Ricky Medlock, saying, well, uh, I guess uh, we're going to keep going as long as Gary, the original guitar player, says we can keep going and da-da-da-da-da. And really the only band that has, up until this point, until uh, that article came out, kept their word on any farewell plans was Motley Crue because they all signed paperwork for it and everything too. They signed contracts. You know, that was all just a publicity stunt. Yeah. How do you sign mean, contracts and not Cru- just stop doing things anything like we'll Motley never Cru- make music again. Stunt, <sighs> the only band that kind of did it right was Rush. Yeah. They didn't go out and say it was a farewell tour. It was their 41st anniversary, but they went out on their 40th anniversary and they did the uh, timeline show where they started off with all their more recent material. They did like two and a half hours where they did mm-hmm. all their recent material first and ended with their uh, stuff from their first album. But as the set progresses, they changed the sets with the uh, amps from certain eras and equipment from certain eras, drum sets from certain eras, just really nerdy rush. And, that, and, oh, that's, that's, a, and that's a cool way to do a farewell ch- uh, tour. And they didn't go promoted like that either they were really upfront about it they just couldn't tour anymore because their drummer is 65 years old with tinnitus yeah and he's a very you know he's hailed as one of the greater drummers of all time and you and know, they, they they aged out gracefully they did unlike acdc that brian johnson <laughs> is on his way right back in he's still got the pipes though i'd go Ugh. see acdc he's literally deaf They'll find earpieces for him. They got ACDC money. I mean, Lemmy had cancer until like his final performance. <laughs> so we like, saw Lemmy on stage with cancer. <laughs> yeah. I, I still want to look it up because we always say it's like one of the final shows. It was like, it was definitely in the last like three to four shows that he played. We caught, it was one of the shows he did uh, when he was yeah. on tour and it was the anthrax tour and it was definitely pickled Lemmy, but it was still good. But yeah, everybody's reuniting. Pickled Everybody- Lemmy. Pickled Lemmy. Pickled uh, Lemmy. But, but yeah, the Misfits are still touring. It's just one of those deals where like nobody's making money off of music anymore, so everybody has to reunite. Everybody has to tour. Well, is there any of these that you're ex- uh, that w- any of us are excited for? Because we got Motley Crue, ACDC, uh, My Chemical Romance. Well, the ACDC thing's not confirmed, but the rumors are churning like wildfire. Though. So My Chemical Romance is going to happen. That's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's, might as well include it. It's going to happen. Um. And then Rage Against the Machine, Black Crows, and fuck, I feel like there was one more recently. So Hootie and the Blowfish kind of reunited because was it um Daryl Wynn did his own he went into the country. Darius Rucker Darius did Darius his Darius own things like my name's not Hootie, it's Darius. <laughs> and then did Wagon Wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went back to Hootie, which is kind of like a 90s moneymaker. Exactly. That's his, uh, yeah, exactly. That's his, uh, his easy paycheck. Which, hey, if you got Hootie and the Blowfish songs, like, why not? <laughs> I don't begrudge anybody for getting back and make, making a buck. I don't, you know, hate them for that at all, but there's no, there's nothing exciting about it anymore. It's just the norm. Hell, you know, nobody thought Guns N' Roses would get back together, but yet three fifths of them are. Uh... Yeah, they, I mean, uh, My Chemical Romance called it after Black Parade, which is a great time to call it. Um, Should have called it Way... from the beginning. <laughs> Say what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was so not. I'm with Alex. I was so not into that style of music when it was coming out at all either. That's okay. I'm. I'll that. be the lone man at the table tonight. Um, <laughs> but I. But I. I got exposed to all of it because all my friends were into it. So, I'm like, it was. I didn't 
really appreciate the first CD, but the final CD, Black Parade, was actually really good throughout. Loved every song. It was more. It was pretty elaborate, and I was in an elaborate arrangement like that era too so it was, it was I mean, interesting but i still hated the dude's voice they kind of had like an opera thing going kind of like um hectorina here in town like they have a whole thing local nice band. drop <laughs> oh right <laughs> but they went off on a good right uh on a good um outing they good exit and then gerard way went to make was it umbrella academy yeah. start doing comics mm-hmm. and i guarantee That's even right. while he's doing music he's probably still doing comics i mean He's worked with DC for God knows how long, and when he stops doing music, he goes right back into comics, which and, uh, is, we rep- love him both ways. And we, reports he, are now saying that he's about to do the soundtrack for uh, a new Kevin Smith film. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully now. it's Kirk Clerks 3. I, I think that's what it is. I'm, yeah, I'm good on that. it. I'm good on the My Chemical Romance guys. I'm sure they'll make all the all money. Right, so what about Raging Us the Machine? I grew up in there, but I didn't grow up with the music mm-hmm. at that point. That was like '90s, so mm-hmm. I don't know, Cap. I don't um, know. I had the uh, I loved the first record when I was in high school, and I learned how to play every riff that was on it. Obviously, I don't have the toys to play like Tom Morello, but you know, as you get o- as you get older, and you kind of get more cynical as far as like pol- as, as far as politics and stuff like that too, it's kind of easy to write them off. But at the same time, they made pretty powerful guitar riffs and stuff like that too. And I think you see more people gravitate towards that than the message. And the Rage Against the Machine fans are very confusing regarding that too. Yeah, know? like so far as the music, I love the music, but I love the message. I love having that as part of my gym soundtrack. Right. Well, see, here's here's the confusing thing for me. So, hadn't Rage only confirmed like one show or something? And it's at like some really I, yeah, no, it's like yeah. it's not like a big full scale reunion. That's right, from so, what I've read either. So they're playing in L.A. Like, oh, cool! Everyone yeah. in L.A. that has money is going to the show. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, you you said something mm, that gets me. So, uh huh. Let's look at the Misfits selling out these really big shows and all these reunion dates. You know, pulling in the big money. Find it a little odd that Rage Against the Machine only books one show at a high-profile date. Now, they say, what a better way to preach a message to a bunch of a very large crowd like this. And we live in a capitalistic society in which we have to deal with this, that, and the other. But I do find it odd that they're positioning themselves to still rake in the most bucks. Uh, That's what all these reunion tours are about. I want to say, can't hate, can't hate the player. I'll have to hate the game at that point. It's like I, they position themselves in a good place. Like get, I'm sure they believe their own message. I, at least somewhat. Yeah, but I, you, you gotta hate the game at that point. Yeah, I wonder if they. I wonder if they hate it to an extent too, but are just still pretty happy they, to see what those offers are. That they say they hate it, but it's it's also very hard to you can't grasp the idea of hating getting a decent paycheck. We're all kind of hypocrites. I, I can name multiple things that I just I abhor, but at the same time, like I will still do like. I think it was like two weeks ago, Amazon trucker hit somebody on the road because they were trying to make a Sunday delivery. Oh, I hate Amazon. Two weeks later, oh, Pokemon Sword? Oh, I got to get that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get delivered the same day and I don't have to go to GameStop? 
Ah. <laughs> well, see, GameStop are fucking pricks anyway. Don't let me get. I I worked at GameStop. I could tell you all about that, but that could be another podcast entirely. Oh, yes. Let's let's get Mikey in here for that. <laughs> I just wonder how much music sales are dwindling for folks like Rage Against the Machine and My Chemical Romance, where they're getting the office to reunite and they're just jumping at the bit to take them. Because like Rage Against the Machine hasn't had a tour in what twenty years. Yeah, they. I actually thought their frontman died. <laughs> they definitely fell off the face of the earth that's for yeah, sure yeah they just kind of stopped and it's just like okay and then you know young me hears rumors I'm like oh that sucks <laughs> and then they're Love back him, and I'm like everyone's back I'm like you didn't die <laughs> you son didn't of a bitch <laughs> it's zomb- zombie de la roca <laughs> Yeah, but there seems to be just a lot of that nostalgia, even stuff that's not like bands getting back together. But it's like we, we briefly mentioned it a few episodes ago, but it still ties in with all this, which is like that Hella Mega tour that's going on right now with Fallout Boy, uh, Green Day, These and huge yeah, fucking packages. I saw the ticket prices on that, and I'm like, Hmm. But it's like they are cashing in on that early 2000s scene nostalgia. Which I definitely understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Now, granted, they hadn't positioned themselves in an anti, you know, machine yeah. way. So it's like, I'm not saying that's a negative, but it's like, again, that still seems to be the popular trending thing is just really cashing in on some sort of reunion, nostalgia. Hey, remember this thing. Nobody's buying new music. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If I can't As get, pe- if we can't get people really out to shows to. in Charlotte, it's like new music is being made literally all the time. I go to all my friends like, hey, you should come to this show. Hey, you should listen to this. Hey, look at this. They came from your town that you don't live in, but you live here, but came from your city, which is awesome. Still nothing. Still crickets. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, you and it's always a crapshoot, man. And, and this isn't a negative on the scene because it's like it, it spans across, you know, multiple genres and multiple right. scenes. It's just, I guess, just it's human nature. That's just the nature the of the, that's is. just the industry. But it's a total crapshoot because some nights you would go out to an event going, oh man, there's probably not going to be a lot of people here. I'll probably show up to this one, you know, show them a little love. And then it's like, bam, packed. And you're like, whoa, all right. And then a show like, you know, that you've been seeing promote, you know, the entire time going, oh God, this thing's going to sell out. We're going to get need to get there early or, you know, get there early enough to, you know, see some folks. Then by the end of the night, it's like you realize it's just you and your folks, and you're just like, damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't know when someone's going to hit it big. Um, I think it was t- 2016, Dreamers were over at Neighborhood Theater. They were on tour with a couple big names recently, and now they're headlining their own thing. Yeah, I see them all over my social media. But I was uh, I went over there to write a spot for them, just to attend the concert, take some photos, Um write about a little bit of the music. I think it might have done the EP review from at the time. And I, I showed up and there was like, I could count them, uh, the many people on my hands. Like yeah. there was like, maybe like eight, nine people. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. And we've seen that same kind of stuff happen where it's like shows that feel like they were barely promoted, you know, pack out and then shows that, you know, so you can't scroll Facebook without seeing the fucking event. And then it's like, you show up and there's like 10 people. Makes you wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of just doing like live streaming just from a spot where there's good quality and just pump that on your Instagram. Just have like all the people that say they're going to go to the shows interact and watch it from there. <laughs> we'll see. Which I can kind of see like I've done Instagram live 
Facebook Live, and I get like a mixed response. Someone be watching, like one, two people. And like, if you're oh, like okay. shooting it from your phone, it's one thing. But if you had like a legit like camera crew, like putting it together and streaming it live, it'd be so. Oh yeah, then you just do what people do on Twitch now, because apparently you can do everything on Twitch. You can do music on Twitch. You can make beer on Twitch. You can draw pictures on Twitch. You so can... we were talking about Twitch on a couple episodes ago. And... Yeah, with uh, David Hammer. Yeah. Actually, I think it was like the last episode you had with a streamer, right? Uh, yeah, David. He was the uh, channel artist, also the uh, last artist. I mean, the last uh, guest we had on was uh, Jared no, that was from Body Bags. Ago, yeah, yeah, that was the uh, Halloween episode. Mikey oh, shared his creepy pasta. That was actually a good story, <laughs> by the way. I know he thoroughly right? impressed us with that. I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> There were seriously moments in that that caught me off guard. Like the he stood there silently. Oh fuck! <laughs> the edits fucking cracked me up. I don't know, man. Like the the like the end of the story where um turn, yeah <laughs> the fucking goes. <laughs> Like he turns into like a half man, half sheep. I'm like, okay, I didn't see that coming, oh, yeah. but I'm just going with this. <laughs> we'll see where this goes, man. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely do more of that. You guys should do that next Halloween as well. Oh yeah. See, it's, we, start, we gotta start kind of figuring out what to do for our Christmas episode, though. Yeah. Oh snap. Yeah. So we we gotta I'll, we gotta I'll map sing, that uh, out a little bit. I'll sing uh, Mariah Carey's uh, "All I Want for Christmas." Yes. Is you, acapella. <laughs> uh, no, we'll do we'll do <laughs> we'll do capioki. Oh god. <laughs> Why don't you get Kel- Oh, you can get Kelsey to do that. Uh, she know, she sings Mariah too. She'll just nail it. <laughs> 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 Last year we kind of did a theme thing where it was like um, people were showing up to a Christmas party, so it's like I kind of want to do like a different theme this year. Hmm. Not sweaters. We're not doing sweaters. <laughs> this is an audio medium. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, you just imagine the people wearing the sweaters. It's all right. Guys, I have the ugliest sweater on right now. Can't you feel it on the mic? <laughs> can't you? Can't you? <laughs> oh can't you feel it on the feel, mic can't you feel all this ugly <laughs> I mean we could always go through a toy speaking of revivals Toys R Us is back what are they apparently yeah speaking so if you that. want to do like a reunion tour of the <laughs> Toys R Us catalog on audio you could it's like oh this oh. this is coming out for this oh look at this game don't you want this hey guys remember Blockbuster oh god oh, lord <laughs> they have a Blockbuster tabletop game I was walking around um, with a friend Target the other day and was just like, holy shit, it looks like a video cassette holder. <laughs> <laughs> I've talked with folks about the this nostalgia. before. That's a thing now. Like the We're v- in a nostalgia culture. Like you can't VCR, get away from it. Yeah, VCR collectors are a thing now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you know who else are collectors? Final collectors. Oh, I'm coming for you now. <laughs> I'm on you. You can't get me off. Bring, bring so, a bunch with you. So let's let's talk about how you're trying to put me on this hill with the CDs. Okay, what about it? <laughs> oh, we de- oh, this is a CD vinyl debate. Okay, let's Maybe do it. Maybe a little bit because I feel like a lot of artists come through with CDs. CDs are still sold. Like I see more vinyl in Target, which mm-hmm. I never used to. Don't get me Isn't wrong, it's coming back, but at the same time, like CD's not dead, and I it will be dead the moment that I no longer have a CD player in my car because. That's where I listen to all your stuff, by the well, way. Well, do, do you have Spotify? I mean, any sort of streaming yeah. service. So here's the thing. If you're listening to it on there, why even have the CD? 
That's true, but why would you even go to a show to buy a CD or support any artist where you can just get their stuff right off of Spotify or Bandcamp or Songkick or exactly. YouTube so or provide, anywhere else? So provide them something that's not just a basic CD, something like vinyl, something that they can sit at home, yeah. look at a big cover art, put it on their turntable. There's a bit more of a physical experience with it than just putting a CD inside of a player and then acting like an MP3 player after you pop in this disc. At least with vinyl, you've got big artwork you've got some you know coordination of actually putting it on the putting the needle on the record or like what we did with our last release a cassette tape that's either a functional or b nostalgia collector piece that comes with a digital download code so now you can actually put it on a cd or put it on your phone those are all good points. I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. You can't come in here looking for a debate and then fold that easy. <laughs> I mean, when you said, oh, you could look at pretty shiny thing. I'm like, I love shiny thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine. Well, okay. You're a consumer. Would you rather purchase an item that's artwork that's roughly this big? Or artwork that's roughly this big, as I'm doing hand gestures Depends. in an audio medium. So I'm not messing with a disc, disco, obviously, in my player. Yeah. But I'll take the little, the cases, and I'll put them somewhere, and I can do that, or put that somewhere, and that's a little bit smaller. Not saying right. that vinyls don't come smaller, they come in small discs, they come in big discs. Yeah. Um, depends on what you have, but... Yeah, I mean, like, that's a good point. I can yeah, kind yeah. of do the same thing with the CD, but not exactly the same. And the CD's more of a medium for people that still have CD players like myself. Right. Like, I would say most audiophiles have probably everything except for maybe 8-track. Yeah. Right. Because you just can't find that. <laughs> um, Damn it, once they do. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just like, I'm not ready yeah, to let the CD die. Back? Just personally, like, a lot of the local artists to go through, I always try to go through them, at least buy something. Mm-hmm. And CD is... And it, CDs are the least expensive thing to press, too. If you're a new artist and you want to have, is. like, a physical product to get it out there, then and if you have a, a tight budget, then, yeah, CDs are the way to go. Yeah, you can easily make a $5 CD and still make a profit on it. We still remember how to burn CDs because we grew up in that generation. Oh, yeah. LimeWire. <laughs> oh, man, Napster. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but once Napster got shut down, you had to go to yeah. other resources. I would just take all my friend's CDs and just fucking just <laughs> rip them from my computer. <laughs> no, nah, man. I don't know. I, it just feels like... Aside from people that still have CD players, it feels like CDs are the lost medium in between because I feel like there's still the thing of going over to the record player and putting on a record that people still want that feeling of doing. But then for ease of convenience, like CDs were, now we have MP3 players, iPods, and now Spotify and streaming services now you've got the world's biggest iPod on the same device you check your email and watch porn and text on. <laughs> you know, so it's like... Hell of a pitch. <laughs> and I do all three of those on my phone. I'll give you a lot wrong. At <laughs> once. <laughs> so it's like, you've got... Now you just have, you know, the world's songs in the palm of your hand. Instead of spending 5 to $10 on a CD, an artist drops a new CD, boop, it's right there at the palm of your hand. So... Again, it just feels like there's the disconnect of taking out the CD, putting it in there. Now you're just clicking buttons like you would on your phone versus you're actually handling the product every so often. You're putting the needle on the turntable. You can actually look at the product moving and creating the music. 
you know? So it still feels like that's a medium that's always still going to grab people that the ease of convenience is overlooked by the niche of the item. And the folks that really get into the vinyl aspect of it, like really listen for like all the really and warm then frequencies at, and everything too with their uh, setups. Yeah, and with the way streaming's going now, there's so many high-fidelity streaming services like Tidal that... I thought that crashed. No, it's still up. Did you hear about uh, Amazon's new streaming service that Neil Young's pitching? Like, yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's just uh, regular Amazon Music. They just promote a super high quality stream. Gotcha. But well, there's many flack and lawless or lossless um, streaming services out there now. So no longer is there the debate of streaming service and streaming music is of the lower and bad quality, which was always the argument over CDs. Right. So. I feel that that gap of the ease of convenience is slowly going to push the CDs out. And that's at least just my opinion. It's like, I'm going to keep my CDs, but good points. And I also don't have a vinyl player. But CD, CD yeah. quality was always like really pristine. Like as like the, you know, the streaming CD debates were starting up when streaming was just becoming a thing and CDs would still be like mixed. Like where you have like that big booming, like quality with a lot of uh, CD with a lot of CD mixes that, uh, like you were saying, are going to get matched with all these new streaming outlets. Yeah. And, and that was the other thing too, is with every decade and with every new medium, artists have to go through brand new ways of mixing their music because originally with, you know, vinyl, all you'd have to worry about was vinyl and some single mono, uh, fucking stereos, you know, playing your music on AM or FM. And then later on, as tape and everything else started progressing and the stereo started getting better, they had to do a new mix on it because with the way vinyl and tape resonates with the bass, it doesn't work like that in a digital form. So by the time they start pressing those early CDs, that's why it sounded like garbage yep. is because they were trying to now press it to a digital format, not a physical format. Because I had a few of those CDs too, and that's totally true, especially if they're like ripped from like the 70s or something like that, that would just have like a really fucking thin mm-hmm. mix to it. Because the mix itself had to be thin because once you press it on vinyl, when the needle goes into the groove, it adds natural bass. And you'd have to crank the fucking CD to get any kind of fucking sound, uh, decent sounds out of it. So that's why you would see a really popular trend in the mid-90s of the remastered series. Yep. Everyone's stuff was getting remastered because now with this new technology we're listening on, on to, not only the... F- uh, physical medium, but not only, uh, but the way we're listening to it, better speakers, higher quality radio streams, everything else. The way we're hearing the music is in higher quality, so now we've got to keep boosting it up. So now even when we recorded this stuff, we have a digital mix and a vinyl mix. Because the stuff that we're going to put on CD would not sound the same as what we'd be putting on vinyl. Yeah. Even audio levels. It's like the audio like the audio of the CD is technically louder than the audio on the record. Because on the vinyl, the audio has to be a little bit more quiet because it matches with the resonance of the natural vinyl that you get underneath. Now, of course, there's a bunch of loopholes and which ways around all that. But it's very minute changes, but it's still right. enough that it makes a difference in the end. Okay, I feel like I learned something today. <laughs> we we learned something episode. from you from your hustle, so. <laughs> no joke. We thought we hustled hard. <sighs> <laughs> Never ends, but I mean. No, it doesn't. <laughs> end of the day, eh, it's nice. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that you still love what you do. Yeah. It feels like it. You're not least. burned out on it yet. 
I, I, it depends. Um, I have found that with my day job, I can't be like, okay, you know, I didn't get this posted here. I have to post it. Like, I have to post it before I go in. Otherwise, it's not going to get posted. You guys see these, like, late day, like, six, seven o'clock. You're looking at your watch thinking, why didn't he post this earlier? The, the evening, <laughs> news, evening news always starts off at seven o'clock. Like, it's like clockwork. Like, Snug Harbor... Doors open at nine, shows at ten. That's every day, except yeah. for Sundays, which it's not our uh, Bone Snugs and Harmony. Right, right. That's a karaoke that deal, time. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like some, yeah, like some of these venues work like clockwork. So you have to get it before this time in order to get an adequate promotion before this time. Yep. And there's also like tag. I don't know how much you guys can tell me like tagging you in anything does that do anything if like i tag you on my post does that actually do anything so yes but no uh so what winds up happening in a lot of these situations where people talk about tricking the algorithms or you know finding loopholes and all this is they'll find something that works one time and they'll exploit it but the problem being is facebook is smart enough to recognize that i'll use a different I'll use a smaller comparison and something that I'm slightly more familiar with Spotify okay. so if you sit there and play your song over and over and over and over and over you're not going to get the same stream revenue by the end of that because Spotify's algorithm recognizes that a single user is playing the song over and over and over so maybe the first 10 plays would be at a certain rate and then the next 50 plays after that would be at a different rate and the next 100 after that would be different because it's all coming from the same user but if you've got different people streaming it at different times the rate of that uh, percent goes up because you're getting different people to stream it not just a single person so and Spotify can actually harm your page if it notices bots or yourself constantly streaming, which is why a lot of bands will wind up messing up their related artists that way. Yeah. <laughs> so like that seems like a good tactic, but it's like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, they will because because it'll just wind up getting so dead set on a single um, profile that it'll try to read off others off tiny, uh, tiny similarities that it would read connections from and just completely throw everything off. It's weird. So same thing happens with Facebook. So let's say you tag... Um, you make a Thursday post, you make sure and tag all the artists involved, and you tag an additional 20 people on top just to make sure that that friend base sees it, okay? So all of a sudden, you get really good traction on that and really good shares. The more you continue to do that, unless you're getting the exact same response every single time, Facebook's gonna notice, okay, so he's tagged 50 people on this post, and 15 people replied. Okay, then the next time, 10 people replied. Okay, well, this time 17 people did, but this time only four did. You know, because, you know, Facebook will always fuck you on a single post like that and only give you, like, very few, you know, views. Mm. They'll see that even though you're tagging all these people, your posts still aren't performing. So it can actually harm you in the end if you just constantly exploit the same thing over and over. The thing I found is changing it up all the fucking time. All the time. 
with your wording, with the way you lay stuff out. I'll sometimes share stuff from our Facebook page. Sometimes I won't. You know, it just really depends. It's like if there's a legit funny article that kind of fits in with stuff we talk about, I'll share it. Boom. It boosts up uh, viewership a little Especially bit. Especially if it's a trending article or something like that. Yeah. Hell, uh, I'll say this last week, by this time on our Facebook, on the fill-ins page, that article that you referenced, the uh, vinyl one, that got the most views so far for that link, for our store link. Not the paid advertisement, <laughs> not anything else, but that link we shared because everyone else was sharing it, got the most viewership to that pre-order link. It's And that just happened by accident. We I, were, a, I was just trying to be funny, being like, hey, prove this article right and buy our fucking record. You know, I I, I, that was just the throwaway. And then they did. I had yeah, well, a guy that reach was just, out to me that I haven't talked to in 10 years. To the point where his voice pitch changed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so no, it, it's it's a wild and crazy thing. So it's like you can't just go out there and 100% promote yourself and promote something like you would a business anymore. You just kind of – it. they really put the social aspect in social media. They make you be social. You can't just run a business. You have to be social on social media. Well – yeah, there wouldn't be social media. But but that's what makes it difficult, though. So take, you know, all three of us sitting here at this table. We have a Facebook to run. We have an Instagram to run. We have a fucking Twitter account. <laughs> Do we run it? <laughs> but it's there, supposed to be ran. So in order for you to have high viewership on all three of those platforms, you have to dedicate time on all three platforms doing stuff not related to posting. You have to be going through liking things, retweeting things, commenting on things, reposting things, liking things, posting your own statuses that don't include anything to have to do with the things you're promoting. So one social media page winds up getting a lot more attention than the other. And it's hard to balance trying to get all three because you're going to reach a different audience on all three. And it's kind of, it's that balancing act. So that's why I bitch a little bit about the, they force the social on the social media and you can't just promote to people and have them see it. You have to interact with their pages in order for them to see your posts. And part of it too is getting out and like what you're doing, getting out and networking and uh, getting people to and uh, driving traffic to all your Facebook pages so they can share your shit and uh, open some more doors that way as far as getting people out. Oh yeah, no, you you definitely have to. It's there's never going to be a replacement for going on foot. Like I I love genuinely love talking to people, meeting people. You guys, I met mm -hmm. the same way. Like you guys are great. I wouldn't be here without that. I yeah. like doing I um, like doing the ground game. It's fun. Well, see, but here's the thing, though, is the ground gang is really good for helping spread your word. But at the same time, it's like you could also hit us up before the show and be like, hey, I'm coming out, you know, to do this, that and the other. You know, I might take photos, you know, whatever. And we would have sought you out, you know, right. so it's. But that, well, that's, I guess that's more like that's my branding. Like, exactly. No, I'm, I'm not going to tell you who I am. I will come to you 
afterward and said, hey, I did this. I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm going to do this. And I thought that was really cool, too. I thought that was a really interesting way that you kind of introduced yourself, and that's what drew me to you in, in that business partnership kind of way. I'm just like, huh, that was that was good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I did a thing. Interesting. Let me see. <laughs> well, everything in the ground game Well, everything in the ground game is always the long game, too, as far as, like, establishing relationships and, you know, staying in contact and things like that, too. Yeah. That you want to be in the long game. You don't want to. It's like anything like you. Short payoffs are great, but as long as you're doing something like, if there's anything that anyone has ever told me is like, be whatever you do, be consistent. So yeah. I've, I have good days, I have good weeks, and then I have bad weeks. I have yeah. weeks that I don't want to post anything. I have weeks oh, that I, same. I literally hate what I do. Like, don't actually hate, but I'm like, I'm tired. I'm stressed. There's external factors coming in. Yeah. But as long as I keep with it, the more I get, the more I meet more of you guys out there, and I love it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah, and that's kind of what we were saying earlier is, you know, you, you love what you do, and that's what's going to keep you doing it. And it feels like we kind of are cut from the same cloth of once you start something, you don't want to quit it. No. And, and I've kind of brought that up a few times now, and that's kind of what happened with the podcast is I wanted to do it for so long, but I just felt like I didn't have the kind of time. I still technically don't, but now I have to make the time for it. But it's well, like... Well, make the time. Exactly. So, we make the time for it now because we want to do it. I have, I'm going to share a secret with you, and I got it from... Um, I'm going to name drop again. Paprika is a Sara Entertainment Media Podcast that's popular here in Charlotte as well as Texas, strangely enough. All right. Um, All right. Daryl, one of our purveyors over at Thirsty Nomad Brewery, has like four or five podcasts and also works a day job. And I went up to him one day and it's like, how do you do this? How do you just physically get all of this together? And he's like, I don't sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was like, oh, okay, I see. You're awake 24 hours a day or at least get like four or five hours and you get up. I still don't know how you do that, but at the same my time, thing, I respect you for it. My thing is I had to find a way to fall into a groove. And mine was like for like the night one, which is like tonight when we finish is going to be immediately plugging into the computer. And all I'm going to worry about is converting files because it takes forever to convert hour plus long files. So it's like, I'll, all I'm going to focus on is the click, edit, wait, click, edit, wait for a few hours. All right. Fuck it. I'm done with that. I'm, I've got to put it away because now I'm annoyed just having to sit here and wait because even the sit and wait can be taxing. It's you just gotta like, do something, which is why, like, I'll pull out a game, I'll put on <laughs> another, or like, but see, that'll the, happen, and then I'll uh, get fully distracted, and I won't go right back to it. Yeah, that, that'll okay. happen with me. So it's like I have to stay semi-focused on it. So after about an hour or so of fucking with the convert and wait, all right, I'm done with you. The next night is to pull everything to the mixing file, and I'm trying to get into the groove of pressing play with my Bluetooth headphones on after I get the first little bit introed. And then doing something else, listening to it like I do any other show, just listen back to it like I would any other thing and just start fucking around with other stuff. The problem is the thing I want to mess around with is video editing because I'm sitting at my computer already because I have a Windows computer for my audio and a Mac for my videos. So it's like as I'm sitting here, I look over at the Mac going, mm, now I'm feeling really inspired to work on this video. 
but I can't fully listen to this and listen to this and sync stuff up at the same. Uh, so, so now I'm just like, uh, all right, so now the podcast needs to hurry up and edit. Uh, so now I'm just like feeling impatient with this. And because I'm feeling impatient with editing the show, I don't feel like doing anything else because I want to focus on this now. <laughs> so you just sit, you just, do, just kind of hurry up and wait. Yes. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up, hurry up and wait. <laughs> See, I need to get better at that because I'll like, I might be doing something late and then I'll like look at the clock. It's like one, two. I'm like, okay, but I need to actually go and type everything out and get all of my cover art for, off of Spotify, mm-hmm. make my playlist, add anyone to the playlist. That way I can wake up in the morning and do the spiel. That way I'm like, grab coffee, grab breakfast, sit down, do it before I go in. It's like, I'll just take a little nap. And then a little nap becomes 8 a.m. and I got three hours till work. And I'm like, Ooh. Oh, God. You sound like you're on Alex's schedule, too. <laughs> I've been in this bad habit because it's like work will fucking take it out of me because I basically do the same stuff at work as what I'd wind up doing at home. I do a lot of photo editing. I take photos of products, pull it into a machine, and because it's white background. So my job is fucking take the photo, pull it into Photoshop, take off all the fucking dust and the imperfections and any bad glares, all that stuff. Clean up the white background, make it stark white, give it a nice shadow at the bottom because we've already got the reflective glass, so you know, paint it in a certain way, it looks real nice. Crop it a certain way, resize it, upload it. And because of the products it is, it's multiple colors, multiple angles, you gotta take it apart, all this other stuff. So it's sometimes there's like 20 photos per a single product set. So it's like editing all that, it can also be tiring. So then I come home and I'm like, all right, now I got to work on the album cover and the promo art and I've got a video to work on and I got to post the podcast to Patreon. Thank you, Patreon listeners right now. <laughs> I got to yeah, make man. sure this is yeah, up, so uploaded today that. because that's the other thing Just too. for you. Because that's the other thing too is like we always talk about shows coming out Friday, but if you subscribe to the Patreon for only a dollar a month, you get them on Thursdays. So technically, these shows have to be finished by Wednesday evening. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so it's like it's a fast edit schedule. So we got I have to knock it out quick in order to get it up. And fuck it, it's still fun. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like oh, yeah. any creative endeavor like that is get if you want to do it right, it's gonna be exhausting. But if you're still into it at the end of it, then yeah, that's all you need. Like anything that you want to do outside of what you do on an old basis is gonna be it yeah, like I said, it's yeah. gonna be taxing. It's a second job. But at the same time, like if it's the job that you like, then make make your rent, make your bills, come home, make everything else. And and the other thing as I've mentioned it a few times, and I feel and I'm kind of telling myself if I mention it enough times, I'll just bite the bullet and at least make one just to see how I feel on it. I've been itching to make YouTube videos. You should. Like, uh, because people have been doing like those essay videos where they'll like tackle a topic, you know, and it's got like, you know, the edits of like, you know, video clips and photos. And it's like they'll do deep dives into different things. I mean, kind of wanting to do that just to kind of see, just kind of build the video editing resume some. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to do one. It be good. People want more. And then just be like, ah, fuck, I really don't want to do more now. (laughs) And that's that starting something and then abandoning it at shit. You got to go down that rabbit hole of it's YouTube, then it's TikTok. Wait, no, it's TikTok at the end? (laughs) No, fuck fuck TikTok. Well, like Twitch is an entirely different animal. If you get enough followers, subscribers, you get paid for that. So it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, getting paid on YouTube's hard. I bet. 
And that's why I've already like decided if I were to do it, I wouldn't worry about monetization or any of that because it's like, as long as you don't worry about monetization, you can create good content. That's exactly right. Because, because the only time people bitch about, uh, Oh, copyright strike is because now they can't make money on the video. It's not getting muted. It's not that you can't use the music. It's just that now they get a cut of the money. Oh fucking well, it's their song, you know. I mean, like, they're they're storing it, they're playing it, they have it up for you. It's like I I get that. Yeah. So it's like so I've already decided if I wound up making them, it's like it's gonna be full of fucking copyrighted shit. It's gonna be using movie clips and sound effects and popular music. I don't give a shit. I'm not trying to make money off of it. You're I just trying want, to fun. Yeah, I just want to make some content. Strike it all you fucking want. I don't care. Just don't take it down. <laughs> you and I mean, you won't take it down if I'm not making money on it. So I won't care. It's like our my YouTube channel is basically anything that I get at um, shows. I'll throw up any of the like the live clips from this song, that song. I try to figure out what song it is from whatever band, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, if you like this, go to their Bandcamp, Spotify, <laughs> Instagram. Like I throw Which... up the whole shebang, and then I'll look like a week later, and it's like you have two views. <laughs> Which... It's like, well, it's there. <laughs> well, side well, yeah. note on that, uh, a post I. D- Perfect segue. A post I noticed the other day is that uh, you're starting to offer up packages. Yeah. So. You don't um, seem very sure about that, even though you made a post (laughs) about it. Well, I'm sure about it because uh, I want this to kind of grow a little bit. But at the same time, like everything's come out of my pocket. And I feel like maybe I should do something along the lines of like, okay, so the deal is. I make these Google Drive drive files, Mm -hmm. and I offer them to whoever I make it of. So, like, if I go to your show, and I'm there, I'm recording, and I come up to you afterward, mysteriously, (laughs) then I'm like, hey, I'm going to put this, and I figure it's like, okay, you know, it takes, I've run out of room. I ran out of my 15 gigs, now I'm at, like, 100, 200, it'll probably become over time. (laughs) So, I figure it's like, hey, uh let's maybe earn a little bit from what we do mm-hmm. to, but it's like, okay, but I'm not going to ask a ton because I don't want to be in like fighting with other photographers that I do know go to the city. Like I talked to at least three or four over the fear until fury show that were just there. They were taking yeah. photos. They, they have their own thing. Shout to run. Brandon. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, so I can't remember her brand, but, uh, Gloria talked to me and like I was kind of talking to her. It's like, hey, you know, what kind of camera do you have? Oh, you know, I just have my phone. She's like, shut the fuck up. You make good photos. Let me see that. That's great. Keep doing that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's <was> intense. <laughs> like she was like really like I don't talk down. Don't down talk yourself. You're doing good. Uh, yeah. I mean, keep going you, and doing it and you guys obviously love my stuff you post absolutely. it um, so I figured like okay you know what I'll I'll do this whole little foundation thing and I call it that it's like okay so what do you get I'm going to save all of your videos your photography any time I go out to your show that you want me to go out it's like a five dollar add on like you make me appear by giving me a five (laughs) so you're giving me money that i'm basically probably going to put back into whatever merch you give me it's like okay so i have play money now or i'll put it over in one of my or in an account and i get better gear for recording or better gear for streaming or i put it towards like this or that but it's not like a ton i don't want to charge a ton because i 
I have like my own main job and this is to kind of help build this. Like maybe Absolutely. over time I'll charge more. I, I don't know. I've always said you don't do it to make money. You make money to, to get better equipment and to do more shit. So yeah, like I'm not going to pull anything that I make off of this. If people want to hire me on to do that, like, um, I was talking to Sunday boxing yesterday and they, said hey we would love you they're actually playing tonight and they wanted me to come out and then i was just like i'm gonna Aww. be on well i talked to paul and i was just like i'm gonna be over um with alex and cap over on the oh you're gonna be on something good for you oh have fun with that man <laughs> i was like okay oh, right cool <laughs> but it's their last show of the year and i'm like oh god i feel bad about that oh, um sorry. so but i just said okay next time you have a show you put this fee down you've got me so they've exactly. got me now. Word. Awesome. Nice. Um, and that's no, and going. I, and I don't think there's absolutely anything wrong with that because it's like, I mean, we still pedal the, you know, dollar a month thing because it's like the way we look at it is that dollar a month. I mean, there's a drop box that has to be paid for there and there's hosting for, you know, the show. And it's one of those situations of if you dig it, give us a buck a month because if enough people give us a dollar a month that pays for the hosting for a year it's like we, we don't ask we don't again it's the same situation it's like we don't want a ton of money coming in you know just for that sort of thing it's like you know at least for us i mean i like promoting the dollar we'll aspect. take the sponsors so if you want to leave us a sponsors review sponsors are sponsors, no, yeah, are, sponsors are great that's different that's different I, i'm talking about reaching out to the direct audience right 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 not i was it, just being cute with fucking uh, <laughs> don't be cute God with driving it. traffic no don't be cute no uh so when it comes to reaching out to people directly, same thing like with you reaching out to bands directly, that's different than getting a sponsorship from PBR or whatever to, yeah. for doing a show. You're talking about reaching out to bands. We're talking about reaching out to our listeners. I feel comfortable promoting the dollar a month thing because it's like for that you get shows, uh, you get all the network shows early and it's a dollar. And if a bunch of people did it, we pay for our shit for the year and that's it. It's like, that's, that would be the goal It's just to break even on just hosting. And that's all we care about. And, and to the best of my knowledge, we currently are. And that's why you don't hear me pushing it too often. It's like, we love being able to throw out the extra benefits to folks. You get all the shows early and there's extra tiers. You can go all the way up to five bucks a month, but it's like, we promote Ooh, the, we promote the dollar whopping five bucks a month. y'all. <laughs> five dollars. So no, I, I absolutely see no problem at all with what you're doing and all that. And when these microphones turn off, let you in on a little thing that we're doing because I will need your help on something. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> you will find out later. What is your name? That's what I first thought of. <laughs> but no. Uh, what is your favorite color? Blue. No. <laughs> no, I, I honestly think this is going to be really fun because uh, especially having the little segments weekly, it's going to kind of cross pollinate it some because I certainly don't have the fucking time to sit down and do everything that you're doing. And I feel that not enough people are really looking and it's not like we have a big listener base, but I feel that between the two entities cross promoting each other through Instagram and Facebook, we can really bring a little bit of larger light to what you're doing. And I really hope that winds up being the case. And again, there's like, there's not a lot of journalism for uh, local uh, arts like that right now, other than like your handful of newspapers. No. So, so I, highly and, um, I was gonna say Mike of, uh, Ben Hoskins actually pulled me aside mm -hmm. at the last show. He was talking about doing a whole music scene, which he is. I really hope that takes off. He's so. talking about doing a music scene, and uh, he was talking about doing one other little project uh, similar to what we're doing, but focusing primarily on the history of Charlotte music. 
Right on. Ooh, so that, that I like that. Yeah. So he was talking about possibly doing his own podcast, talking about just the history of Charlotte music. So that should be pretty fun. Nice. They say just be real conversational style, just turn on the microphone, go kind of thing. Bring in a random person that knows nothing that way. It's like, <laughs> just get Mad Brother Ward and they'll go on for hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to have him back. That'd be another I know fun it. One. Well, what else do you want to talk about, man? Like promotion wise that you've got going on? Uh, promotion wise, um, hmm. I was going to actually come up, I didn't have the time because it's yeah, like I told you earlier, I I got off of work. I went to lay down my bed. I took like I set an alarm for ten minutes, and I'm like, okay, and the alarm's off, so I gotta get up. So, <laughs> um, let's see here. Mikey's not here. I really want Mikey to be here because I want to ask him if he which. So I see some Wii titles down there, and I see some 360 games. So you obviously, no, and I, I think I heard this on one of the podcasts, you have a sometimes habit of playing a game before. It's kind of de-stressing, chilling. I think that's a copy of Smash Brothers down there. So what, what is your favorite system, fellas? Okay. And what are your favorite games? What do you like to play when you do play? Oh, God. I haven't, so my problem is I haven't bought a video game in like 10 years, but I was a PlayStation kid. I always had uh, had everything up through PlayStation Three, and my favorite titles were always like Metal Gear Solid. And uh, whenever I go home, uh, my brother has like like gets all like PlayStation Fours and and uh, the Switch and all that and everything too. He's still really in, he still uh, buys everything. And whenever I go home, I'll ask him say, like, "Hey, what what new shit do you have?" And he'll have like, "I got the new Spyro shit. I got the new Crash Bandicoot shit. I'm always playing like new versions of the old games." <laughs> whenever I go home, you know. Nostalgia is law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so what's your take on Kojima and Death Stranding? I don't know enough about it to comment on it, but my brother got it, so I'll, I'm sure I'll be picking his brain on it uh, this weekend. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably like find a YouTube video on it because you know how Kojima video games are like real cinematic. I'm oh, sure yeah. it's real fun to watch. Uh, what about you, Alex? I was going to say, y'all started speaking in a foreign language because I was about to go the opposite direction. I was always a Nintendo 64 kid. So it was like Super Super Mario Brothers, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart 64, uh, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Snap, uh, the uh, Star Wars uh, Pod Racer game. Ooh, I, that was actually... We were, we, yeah. I was not talking about that the that other was, day. I had that, that on PC. That was legit fun. It was actually fun. I enjoyed it. A lot so, of those games hold up. Now every like every platform I ever got, I had a shit ton of Star Wars games too. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and only recently, probably the next system I've enjoyed quite as much is the Switch. The Switch, the Switch has honestly cool. been a lot of fun. It's probably okay. So we're gonna go back to Uber Lyft days because okay. when I was bored, um, I would just bring a system with me. Like I had my 3DS, and I'd mm. bring that with, or I'd bring the Switch, and I'd be playing. Like sitting in the airport parking lot waiting for someone to tag me in, I would just be playing like you know Breath of the Wild when yeah, one of the first games to come out or like anything else that I had. So it, I filled my time when doing that. That's <laughs> the Switch is great because it fits in the little compartment to your side <laughs> or in your glove box, and it's like okay, and the DS same thing. So it's like mm-hmm. okay, I am cold. There's some, nothing going on. I am bored. I'm going to fall asleep. Let's bring a game. 
Yeah. Or let's bring a book. Let's bring something. See, right. man, I was always more of a retro gamer, and um, I guess I kind of am too. It's like because our my earliest memories of playing games, it, it's it's kind of one of those blurred lines of like Super Nintendo and NES that kind of thing because I remember my aunt had both and I remember playing the original Mario on the NES a lot and then I remember getting a Nintendo 64 for Christmas and then that was the year I really fully remember like playing like console video games I had had the Game Boy Pocket before that and I remember that being my epitome of what video games were was the portable video games and then after that, it was just Nintendo all the way through. I had no interest in the Xbox or the PlayStation, but I got all I got every fucking Nintendo system all the way up to the GameCube. I had the fucking Game Boy Player on the GameCube too, See, and I, that shit's rare now. I did have the GameCube. The GameCube was that. the shit. You when still it first have the disc out. for it? I saw the disc for it. All right, that you you can fucking sell the disc alone on eBay for like fucking a hundred bucks, because that's what everyone fucking loses. Everyone can get <laughs> everyone can get the thing because that's what I lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone can get the little brick that you put on the bottom of the GameCube to play the Game Boy game, but that fucking disc is always expensive. But yeah, so I got all of them all the way up to that next system that was coming out was the DS. Oh, man. You gotta be kidding me. My fucking Game Boy with two fucking screens and 3D oh, yeah. and touchscreen. Holy shit. And it has Super Mario 64. Ah! What? And what did I just say earlier my fucking favorite system was? 64. Now I can take it on the go. Ah! But I can play other than Mario? I can get Luigi? Oh my oh, god, I, I can get, play Wario? Get, Why I, is Wario even in this game? I, I don't get, care. I don't give a fuck about those scabs. I just wanted to play... Oh, I, just, I, was, <laughs> I just wanted to play my fucking Super Mario 64 on the go. So man, Christmas came around. What do you want for Christmas? Nintendo DS! Nintendo DS! My stepdad at the time, which usually was really cool about video games. He wasn't cool about music or anything else and was like trying to make me like be interested in cars, but he was cool about video games. So I told him, I was like, Nintendo DS! Without missing a beat, goes, the Nintendo dipshit. <laughs> oh, that's actually a great response. Needless to say, I did not get a Nintendo DS that year for Christmas. Or the Christmas after. Or the Christmas after. Or the Christmas after. Long story short. Hey, Alex, what do you want for Christmas? Long story short, I didn't fucking get one until I bought like the, uh, the Light XL for myself like two and a half years ago <laughs> but the GameCube okay. was like legit the last Nintendo system I wound up having and like the Game Boy Advance I didn't even have the fucking SP I didn't even have the SP oh, it was just the oh, regular the SP Advance was nice. SP was fucking OG I finally had to go and purchase one of those later on just to complete the collection but it's like now I'm looking back on it going this thing is the fucking tits but and it's like, and I still have my original Game Boy Pocket that's all beat to hell. I bought the original brick one, but it's like, that's what I wind up collecting is the retro stuff. I have the 360 because you saw the games down there. I use that as just a fucking streaming player for upstairs for my Netflix and Hulu. I don't play the games on it anymore. Ooh. And then the Wii. <sighs> it's, it's, you bring it out every now and then. Like, yeah. I still play stuff on my Wii. Like, I, I have... The main reason I still have it there oh is God. I got homebrew on it. Did Wind Wake? Ooh. Did Wind Wake? Waker come out on uh, GameCube or was it a? Uh, it was, was a GameCube. Wii. GameCube. Yeah, yeah. It came out on the Wii U as a re-release. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Of. 
which apparently I had more that. dungeons, which I didn't go back and play because I sold my Wii U like a, a year, year and a half in because it just... I had Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on it, and yeah. that was pretty much what yeah. was holding it up for me. And then Wait. they put Rayman Legends back in September. It's like, oh, we're going to oh, give it to all Legends the systems. Was fun as shit, it wasn't it? It was. But it pissed me off at the time. It was like, okay, this is an exclusive. We're just getting it. I'm special because I played this demo in the store. And then they're like, nope, we're going to put it on PlayStation 3 and 360. And I'm uh... like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. <laughs> God, I enjoyed playing the fuck out of that one. And then they came out with every other good fucking game for that system, including, like, Star Fox Zero. Oh, um, yeah. I think they came out, No, they didn't come out with another Legend of Zelda. They came out with, like... Uh, I don't remember. They came out with a lot of good games. A bunch of studios. But it was, like, at the very end of the Wii U's life, just like at the very end of the Wii's life, they came out with a bunch of great gems that I really hope they bring to the Switch, you know, please. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that th- I love this, I love my switch. I love it to death. The only thing that pisses me off you and makes me play sick- Netflix on it. Oh, I think you can now. What? No. Or is it just Hulu? Uh, I don't think I know they added, they added, the, they added on it. I have no idea. Yeah, no, they added a can. few. They added a few recently. I'll grab it in a second. Oh, sure. But, um, but the thing that annoys me is so, I'm fucking cheap. I bought the fucking Nintendo Live thing, the Club Nintendo subscription thing, because you get the NES channel where you oh, can I play classic shit, NES though. games. It's like 20 bucks a year. That yeah. doesn't fucking matter, whatever. And they recently added the Super Nintendo channel. So now you've got Super Nintendo games. Why the fuck are there no Game Boy games? You're promoting Nintendo the, you're umbrella. Pro, you're promoting this as a portable game system that can be connected to the TV. Why do you not have your portable game selection available? I feel like they're working on it. I want to give them time. Stop working on it and just fucking do it already. <laughs> you can't tell Why me. Why don't you have any of your old games? Do it. Do it now. I want my kids. Do you not now. have your Super Nintendo? Was like the Super? What they call it? Super Game Boy. Yeah. Why don't you have your Super Game Boy? <laughs> game Boy I, Advance? Well, here's my thing. It's like, uh, I want to yeah, I mean, like, play all the Game & Watch games. Those were fun. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. Those were my shit on Game Boy. I had every Game & Watch collection. Those were so much fun. I just remember them being a thing on Smash Brothers. Oh, God. Mr. Game & Watch? Oh. In the stage. You could literally just fall off the stage. Yeah. Mm. Yep. <laughs> yep. And the game was just like, fuck you. You lost a life. <laughs> okay, all right. Then. You'll learn not to do that again, dumbass. <laughs> and then you didn't. <laughs> I learned to cuss playing that shit. <laughs> so that's where all went downhill for Captain. The new game Nine. is great. Um, they just put Terry Bogart in from like they they have Terry Bogart from Casablanca Records. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, that's that a Neil Bogart. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was a wow. very, that was, that was like a very, a was a very deep reach and inaccurate. <laughs> but the name drop is there, and it will stay. Yes, um, unfortunately. No, like an old fighting game, uh, SNK, King of Fighters, whatever. But they, they're putting in like random characters from this and that. Like they put Banjo and Kazooie right before that, which is I know it. We're gonna put that. What's the name of that uh, one game that? Uh, 
N64 put out with a squirrel that we played over at the Brad's. Oh, Conqueror's Bad Fur, ga- fur yeah, Day. I have actually never day. played that. Yeah, he, uh, Brad, up at the uh, rim, he was messing around on his Xbox or the PlayStation 1 of the two and purchased some game collection that had Conqueror's Bad Fur Day in it. And we Xbox. were just playing through it. It so, was on yeah. the Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he had like one of those Game Pass things or whatever and was downloading a shit ton of games and was playing through that some. I still gotta play that. I'm gonna eventually get it. It didn't look fun. <laughs> uh, it's rude for. I mean, I've never played the game, so but, but it has a it following so- for a reason. So I'm like, okay. it's got an interesting backstory because the uh, the production team was working on a bunch of Nintendo products, and hell, I think they even did like a fucking Christian based game or like a faith based game or something at the time. Which is odd because the squirrel game we're talking about well, was South Park as hell. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting at. So conquer. That same character is in Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, like oh, yeah, it was like a good character, and then I don't know what happened, but they just kind of flipped him on its head. And it's just Basically, like, that's and that's essentially what happened. Is character. He, he he had I think like one game prior that kind of fell under the radar, and then and they, like didn't get like a lot of copies produced. Like it wasn't like a popular release. And you then, can almost call that a backstory. It's like I had one game; it didn't get popular. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> and then while they were working on the sequel, I th- just something happened at the studio where like bad blood or just tensions rose or something. They just went fuck this, scrapped everything, and then made it super adult. And that's why a lot of the stuff on there just doesn't make sense. And like some of the voice acting just really doesn't match up with what you see. Is <laughs> because a lot of it was hastily done. It's just a Fuck you guys. We're just doing what the hell we want. And that shit got released on Nintendo 64. Wow, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it's like we talk about our... Um, it's been talked about like how some like Nintendo basically is like squeaky clean. Like, uh-huh. no. <laughs> no. There have always been cracks. And they, But they did want to take the fucking high road and go, but we never had Night Trap. Fast forward to today. Night Trap, now on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's like an old like MS-DOS game. Yeah, and it was like really creepy. There was like, you know... Like semi-rapey undertones and like oh, all that oh yeah, stuff. And like, yeah, like, yeah, it was like a mystery game. Yeah, and and there was Ugh. like abduction of women and shit like that. It was really weird. Damn. And it's been slightly edited throughout the years, and it's not and it's not nearly as bad now. Looking at it with how like bad quality it is it it looks like really bad b-grade horror film it's like weird aliens abducting women then it's a lot of like idea you know that kind of stuff the weirdest idea for a video game i think i've ever seen was uh when aerosmith had a video game and they based it off of termin the terminator uh shooting game that you'd see in our game music is the weapon no so what happens is like robots capture aerosmith and you got to go shoot the robots that's the fucking aerosmith game i think they actually have that game in abari I think, you the, know yeah. what? That's probably where I saw it. <laughs> what about the Kiss Psycho Circus game? I never played that one. I know. You're, didn't they base that basically on like Spawn or whatever? So there was a comic series that they did that was very, it looked very heavily influenced by the whole Todd McFarlane Spawn kind of thing. But it was a tie into the Psycho Circus record where there are, you know, celestials or, you know, beasts from other dimensions that all came together as one. I'm guessing four this groups. came out the, the time of the reunion as an easy they came cash out, grab. They came out 
out the same time as the album as a tie-in. Right. So, yes. so yeah. Easy cash grab. <laughs> yeah. Aerosmith- I gave you that time frame earlier. <laughs> I was just thinking like with the Aerosmith game it was just like that came out around Terminator times when that mo- yeah. when that game came out and like I don't think like nobody gave a shit about Aerosmith music at yeah, the time. And, and, and the comic was really popular. So, of course, the since the comic was popular, they made a video game. It was like a first-person shooter, like, weird game that just had, like, Kiss music playing in the background. That's really all the tie-in uh, it had. said, hey, everyone's playing video games. Yep. Let's exactly make a game. It was. <laughs> you get Michael Jackson's Moonwalk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or it might be done. I don't know. But it, it exists, and you can play it, and apparently it's really... Okay, I played an arcade really once in okay. New York, and it's like okay. Well, that that was a thing. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, we've been running for almost about two hours at this point. Nice. So I think it's about time we go ahead and wrap this up. Just leaves enough room for you to definitely come back another time. This has been an amazing amount of fun. Um, so I guess it's about time for us to dig on into our Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. Let me get my phone. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. (laughs) Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Cap, what the hell you been listening to? Man, I've been on a John Prine kick this week. If you don't know who John Prine is... No. He he is a country singer-songwriter that's been around since 1971. Still performs, still tours. Old and decrepit, but one of the better songwriters probably of all time, really. Yeah. And I've been listening to his album, Sweet Revenge, which came out in 1973. The whole album's really fucking good, but my favorites on it are Blue Umbrella. And one song in particular that he does, uh, where I guess he's... That I haven't uh, done the research on the album to sh- that shows where he did the live track from, but the live track is hilarious. It's uh, uh, Dear Abby. You have to listen to the track. It's hilarious, and it's like there's a lot of like cynical and sarcastic, you know, undertones in his songwriting, especially on this record. Yeah, I definitely recommend "Sweet Revenge" by John Prine. Hell yeah! Well, John, what the hell you been listening to? Uh I've been listening to a little bit of what re- currently came out. Um, last week it was Hungry Girl with uh, Rip Currents, their new album. Mm-hmm. Um, also dive back into the Wallborns, My Answer, the new EP that dropped. Fuck you, DJ. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit, he doesn't personally. Um, <laughs> oh, no, 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 D- DJ and our boys. <laughs> but I went into the CDs I had. Um, I pulled out, was it Human Resources, Ben out of Charleston, our sister mm-hmm. scene. Yep. And I've listened to... Their last album, I can't remember the name of it, but I can... Hobo Johnson came up on my... Oh. <laughs> okay. Everybody. Well. Um, but yeah, I just browse <laughs> around CDs. Um, I would say I'm digging hard back into that al- the uh, Human Resources album. Nice. That Walburn's EP is pretty good, too. I, yeah. Um, that friend that I brought to your show, we're going to go to Oso Skate Park on Saturday to go check that out. Nice. <laughs> Be, sh- be sure to give uh, Matthew Leone some shit for us. Yeah, and Wilma. <laughs> I've, I've heard Wilma. there's some beef between local groups in that place, so I'm just like, <laughs> no, we're just messing oh, I'm around. I'm just shit talking. He's the drummer in Superjet. <laughs> oh, word. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he uh, runs the place or what? Oh, I don't know anything about who runs Oso. Yeah, oh, we don't know anything about that. We were talking about uh, Matthew Leone, who plays uh, drums in Superjet, but he also does uh, vocals and guitar in Wilma. And they'll be playing with Walburn's. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Because I was at that show. Yep, it's time to wrap on up here. Uh, uh, Honestly, for me, I've been jumping back into the dwarves. Uh, for some reason, they've been really tickling that musical fancy of mine lately. And not even a particular album. I just kind of made a playlist of not necessarily deep cuts, but just songs I typically don't go to quite as much. Just kind of digging back into it. Like um, a lot of stuff off the new record, uh, which we already kind of talked about the new record, Take Back the Night. Um, but even the record before it, Dwarves Invented Rock and Roll, uh, some handful of songs off How to Win F- Friends and Influence People, you know, even... Uh, That's probably my favorite uh, collection. Yeah, and what that was even, though, is uh, re-records of old right. material. So it's like that was kind of an odd collection. You know, and even I've even got a few songs from Come Clean in here. So it's like just kind of jumping back in, just listening to some Dwarf stuff that, you know, I didn't get burnt out on while we were doing our uh, <laughs> we were doing the cover set from last year. Yeah. <laughs> I think you guys could talk about that a um, couple episodes ago, too. And honestly, uh, aside from December 7th at uh, the Milestone with Superjet, Body Bags, Little Script, and a whole bunch of other folks for the Fireballs Christmas Party. Da-da-da. Really uh-huh. don't really have that much more to promote aside from the show that you're doing literally tomorrow as we're recording this, but already done by the time it's released. Yeah, but we got uh, December 20th, the show at uh, Snug Harbor with the Kelsey Ryan Band. Kelsey Ryan and the Handyman. There you Handyman. go. Get your hands ready. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of that, our schedule's kind of cleaning up, so I'm fucking pre-order our record, assholes. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> links in the show notes. Yes. You get a t-shirt and patch. What the hell are you doing? Yes, you got bundle specials too and hell probably by the time this episode releases uh we'll have a coffee mug out <laughs> for all your hot chocolate needs this winter season no okay. joke i gotta get the coffee mug <laughs> <laughs> it's a never heard of them coffee mug <laughs> gotta love it cap do you have an outro for us man you know that mood that i had earlier it's gone now thanks guys good yay <laughs> hey. 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 hey that's what they feed cows in the winter time <laughs> Also there in the space, hell no air Something happened
wintertime. Something my dad used to say. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> so here going, like, cows can eat hay anytime. Cow it, it, no, so I, like, I, it's I frozen in, hay, so it's like it's in bundles. So like ramen like, noodles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd house and be like, hey, be like, hey, that's what they feed cows in the wintertime. This has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.